So anyways, um, I know I look like crap. I've been sick for the past two days. Uh, I don't know what happened. I, let me see. It started Monday afternoon. Man, by the time I went to bed Monday night, dude, I was shivering, head spinning. Woke up in the morning. I call, I ain't even go to work Tuesday. I spent all day Tuesday in the bed under some blankets. I ain't had no appetite. I had to force myself to drink Gatorade and water, force myself to eat some soup. I was just all types of toe up from the flow up. What up, Royce? I was just toe all the way to hell up. It's the vac side effects. I got vaccinated like four or five months ago. So I don't think it's the side effects from the vax. Uh, I know I know this is hard to believe, but there are other cooties still floating around out there in the atmosphere. It ain't just the Rona. You got the everyday common cold. You got the flu. I, I got my flu shot not too long ago. Probably about, I'm going to say about a month ago, I got my flu shot. Um... <clears throat> Says I caught the vaccine. I hear it's going around. I got vaccinated four or five months ago. So, you know, I've had four or five months to experience the side effects. So, you know, I've been vaxxed for about a good five months. But now nah, it's the weather's changing. You know, I'm down here in Florida. I, I know, I know y'all know we live, you know, we live a, a quite chill life down here with nonstop sun. But, you know, we're in the winter months down here in Florida, even though we don't get no snow, but the temperature has been dropping. It's been getting a little chilly at night for you northerners. You know, y'all probably laugh, but, you know, it's, it's been about 60 degrees outside at night. 60 degrees. Y'all probably like, what the hell? Well, 60 degrees is a big deal when damn near all the rest of the year is like 70, 80, 90 degrees. So the weather's been changing. And so I'm chalking it up to the weather. And I'm chalking it up to miscellaneous germs that we seem to have forgotten about that still roam around this planet. And so some of them germs, in combination with the weather, caught up with your boy Monday afternoon and Tuesday had me in the bed. I went to bed Monday night, woke up Tuesday morning sweating. Like I went to bed shivering. Like, I was legit shivering with my teeth clattering. Like, I'm freezing up in this house. So I get into the bed, throw the blankets on, go to sleep. I wake up in a puddle of sweat. I'm sweating so hard in this bed. I was just like, what the hell? But you know, I think I'm getting better. I think I'm about 90% better. But Tuesday, oh, it was a done daughter. I could eat, hardly drink anything. I was just like, what the heezy? But I was wondering, damn, I wonder if I did get, I wonder if I did get in contact with the Rona because I am noticing that my sense of taste isn't all the way there. <laughs> it's like when I put food in my mouth on the tip of my tongue, I can't really taste anything. But when I move the food like to the side of my mouth, you know, where my other taste buds are on the side of your tongue, I can kind of taste stuff. So I'm like, damn, I wonder if I, I wonder if your boy's been exposed to this crap. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't about to go get tested to find out because I'm like, I already got the vaccine. I should be good money out in these streets. 
Now, the reason I ain't got my camera on is because it's five o'clock and everybody and their mama is on the internet messing up, messing with my bandwidth. So if I turn my camera on, I'll show y'all. I'm looking crazy over here. Let's see. Y'all see how it's all choppy? Uh, that's why I ain't doing the camera today. Anyway, so let's talk about some news, y'all. Some news that you absolutely can't use from Blackistan. So I ain't got time to be sitting around here making videos every single day. I wish I did, but life just hasn't afforded me those opportunities. And the YouTube paychecks aren't big enough to make that a reality. So I'm just going to try to do them all whenever I can get them in. So let's, let's go ahead and talk about some, some stuff that I found useful that you probably can't use in your everyday random life. So there's some other flus going around. Yeah, I got my flu shot. I'm supposed to be good money. I got my flu shot about a month ago. I'm supposed to be good. But apparently, Mother Nature is like, nah, you are getting, you getting hit with some of these cooties. Uh, I don't know, Vic. You want to go talk about Whitestan? Go create a channel and talk about Whitestan. We only talk about Blackistan over here. So let's talk about Blackistan. Let's see. Give me a second. <clears throat> All right. So let's, here we go, y'all. First, first story of the night. Female panhandler and her pal stabbed man in the back before robbing him of $340 and a Samsung tablet after he told them to F off when they asked him for cash outside of Times Square CVS. I wonder what the uh, the race of these people are. Anybody want to take a wild guess? I'm pretty sure we already know. Hence the reason it's called Blackistan News. Let's go ahead and just jump straight to the video, shall we? So let's see if I can. Hopefully, hopefully the video don't come out choppy. So let's let's watch this video. I don't think there's any sound to this. So as you can see, uh, yeah, I don't think there's any sound. As you can see up in your corner right here, you got two peoples giving somebody the business as a whole bunch of people are just walking by. Isn't this amazing? Let's run. Oh, oh here we go. Here we go. Oh, shoot. What happened? I'm going to bring it back. Oh, I can't pause it. Okay. So anyway, let's, let's watch this again, y'all. <clears throat> so this is Times Square, New York City. A black women's and a black man's is out there panhandling. Ask somebody for some money. Oh, buddy was like, F off, because, you know, that's how they do in New York. And they decided to give this dude the business. Not only did they beat him down, they stabbed this dude in the back like two or three times, y'all. They stabbed this dude. Like, here we go. The black females and the black and the brother man. They stabbed this dude in the back. Mm, mm, mm. You got to be on your P's and Q's when you around panhandlers of the Negro persuasion. You know what I'm saying? Now, I used to feel a certain type of way about black panhandlers. I think I said this on one of my videos a couple of years ago. I said I used to carry cash. I used to have like $30, right, in, in ones. And every time I see somebody that's black, asking for money, I would give them a dollar until I ran out of my $30 for the month, right? 
And I was like, I see the white panhandlers. I just look at them and keep on pushing. I'm like, you know what? I feel for your white guy, but you know, you're supposed to be winning in life. You're not supposed to be out here panhandling. At least that's what, you know, society tells us. So I just skip all them. Give my money to the brothers and the women's out there. I don't give nobody nothing now. <laughs> I don't give nobody nothing now. And looking at videos like this has, has, has reaffirmed that I ain't giving my money to nobody. I don't care who is out there. Like there's this one dude I always see. Well, I ain't seen him in a minute. This, this dark skinned dude. He be out there sometimes in the middle of the street with no damn shoes on barefoot. Or if you do got some shoes on, it'd be like some, some really thin flip-flops, like some super cheap flip-flops you would get from like the dollar store asking for money. I see him and I just keep pushing. If I see, if I see a woman with kids out there, I keeps pushing. I ain't giving nobody no money. Because you can't even say you ain't got no money without somebody running the risk of beating you up and stabbing you up in the back. So let's let's read this. A female panhandler and her male friend stabbed the New York City construction worker outside of Times Square CVS after he told him to F off when they asked him for cash. You ain't even got the right to tell panhandlers no without them assaulting you. Ain't that crazy? They, the, the attack took place on Friday, January 7th, shortly before 8.30 p.m. According to NYPD, the male victim was approaching the CVS when the woman and her friend, neither of whom had been identified, asked the man for money. He told him to F off, then went to the store and, emer and emerged a short time later. As he came out the store, the woman yelled, remember what you said to me? Remember what you did? So the woman starts yelling at the dude after he comes out of the CVS, talking about, remember what you said to me? Remember what you did? All he did was tell her to F off. That is how New Yorkers talk to each other. I used to live in New Jersey when I was a kid in the early, the late 80s, early 90s. And we used to go, I used to go to New York every now and then. But that is the culture of New York. They tell people to F off. That's just like down south. Everybody smiles and waves up in New York. They tell you to F off. That is their version of smiling and waving. <laughs> so if you go to New York, you've never been to New York and somebody tells you to F off, don't take it personal. That is just the culture. All right. So anyways, uh, he told him to F off. Oh, she says, uh, you remember what you said to me? Remember what you did? Her male friend didn't So her male friend then tossed liquid on the victim and stabbed him in the back before fleeing with $340 in cash and a Samsung tablet. So she says, you remember what you said to me after he told her to F off. Then old buddy throws a liquid on him and then stabs him in the back. He shanks this dude. And then they take, they beat him up a little bit, take 340 in cash and a Samsung tablet. And this is all caught on tape with bystanders just watching. Nobody doing nothing. And I think the dude was Hispanic, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say he was he was one of our friends from the south of the border, if I'm not mistaken. Because they did say he was a construction worker. So, you know, we know black folks don't do construction like that anymore. So I want to say this was an actually, uh, as my man Akatunde was saying, on Brito. Saying F off in New York means they like you. Yeah, that's super facts, Vic. You can't take that personal, baby. That's just the culture up there. But, you know, what I found interesting about this, right? 
So you got two black people attacking this this Hispanic. I think this was a Hispanic dude. I want to say I saw I read it. It was a Hispanic dude somewhere. Let me see if I can find his name. Because like I said, you know, black folks, we don't do construction like that. I want to say it was actually a Hispanic dude, but whatever. It wasn't a white person. Let's put it that way. But you know what I find interesting about this picture, right? Where'd it go? I just lost my play. Oh, right here. So like I say, this whole attack is being caught on video in Manhattan. Manhattan is like ground zero for pasty liberals in America, y'all. Manhattan and Los Angeles, those are the capitals of pasty liberalism on the east and west coast. Well, I don't know, maybe, maybe San Francisco beats Los Angeles, but at least on the east coast, New York City, Manhattan, that is the home of all pasty liberalism. So you got all these pasty liberals, which are more than likely what these people are. They're walking past, seeing these two black people beat up this dude, stab him and rob him. And more than likely, the dude getting stabbed and robbed is, is probably his, his, a Hispanic dude. Now, what if, what if the dude getting robbed was black and the two people robbing him were white? What do y'all think will be going on right now? Do y'all think all these pasty liberals would have just walked past if they saw two white people, a white male and a white female, beating up and robbing a black dude that didn't want to give them any money? I bet you all these pasty liberals would have ran into the closest phone booth and hopped out with their pasty liberal Superman outfit on and their Black Lives Matter signs and got to beating the shit out them white people with them damn signs. I bet you that's what more than likely would have happened. Had this been some some uh, some white folks beating up and uh, robbing a black dude that didn't want to give some white panhandlers money, I bet you that's what would have happened. And then this would be national news all over the place, and then Vic would be up here talking about see see what the white people's do. But you also see what the white people's do, Vic. When it's a black person, when it's black people beating up somebody, they just walk on by like they ain't see nothing. <laughs> Probably because they didn't want to get beat up. But, you know, like I say, the narrative is always about white people doing stuff to black people. It's never about black people doing stuff to other people. He said calling the police on black people is racist. That's right. It's racist. So I just found that interesting. That, that's the first thing I saw today, man. I was like, wow, look at this. Like I say, I rolled the video. Let's roll it one more again. Where's the video? There we go. Let's roll it one more again. Hopefully y'all can't hear none of this audio. I'm trying to mute it. We're not interested in audio right now. How do we get back? All right, here we go. So here we go. So here's the video. So this is all going down as people are just walking on by, just looking. Like they at the amusement park, like, ooh, look at this. Negroes beating up people. Oh, what happened? Negroes beating up people, y'all. Look at this. Let's take some pictures for the gram. Look at this. Ain't nobody doing nothing. And this is in this is in uh Times Square, the heart of pasty liberalism. Ain't nobody doing nothing because it's two black folks. I told y'all black folks can get away with anything these days. But like I say, let these roles be reversed. Let this have been 
a Jennifer and a John beating up a Tyrone, <laughs> it'd be a whole different, it'd be a whole different story out in these streets. It would be a whole different story. So that's that's the first story, y'all. We got you can't even you can't even tell panhandlers no without running the risk of somebody shanking you. So I advise you all when you're out there walking the mean streets of, of USA, are you out there riding your driving in your car? Don't give anybody no money. Don't feel sorry. I don't care if they got two kids and a dog out there and they all crying. Keep it pushing. Point them to the nearest shelter. Don't give anybody no money, man, because Negroes is crazy. So I'm, I don't want y'all putting yourself at risk because you ain't got no money or you don't feel like giving people money. Because, look, you ain't got to give nobody no money. You the one that got to go work for that money. So you get to decide who gets it and who doesn't. You know, after you pay all your bills and you give Uncle Sam their cut, but you ain't obligated to give nobody no money. Especially if people are going to be running around here trying to stab you up. Fuck that. Keep it pushing. All right. So let's talk about this story over here. Let's look at this. Two upstate New York daycare workers are fired for forgetting girl age four in a nursery school van for nine hours as snow fell and temperatures dropped to a frigid 18 degrees. How in the hell does this happen? Peep this, two unidentified employees, which are more than likely black, but two, and I, I'll show you why in a minute. Two unidentified employees were fired on Friday after leaving a four-year-old daycare student in a cold van for nine hours in Rochester, New York. Uh, Micaiah Artis was found curled up in the back seat by the driver on January 7th. Artis bundled up in the snow-covered van as temperatures dropped to 18 degrees. Yes, I do have a cold. I gave my little monologue earlier. I was I was sick yesterday. I was in the bed shivering, trying to sweat whatever the hell is out of my body. I actually sound a whole lot better than I did yesterday, believe it or not. It says he reportedly gave the little girl $3 to keep her quiet, but she told her mother what happened after she gave after uh she she came home shivering and buried himself buried herself in a blanket. Owner Sarah Dunbar found out about the incident after artist's family contacted the daycare. No charges have been pressed. So you got a four-year-old girl goes to a daycare. The daycare workers and the driver forget the girl is in the car. And this is in Rochester, New York. Let's, let's look up where Rochester, New York is, y'all. Rochester, New York. Where the hell is this place at? Go to the maps. This got to be pretty far up north. Uh -oh. All right, look at that. We we damn near at Canada. We damn near up in Drake's territory. We we we're in Canada, so we way the hell up there, right? So you know when it gets cold up there, it gets cold. So you got a four year old girl left in the van for nine hours in 18 degree weather and then you got once they discover the girl once they discover the girl somebody tries to bribe the little girl with three damn dollars 
to keep her quiet so she don't go home and tell her mother. So when I read that piece, I was like, this got to be some Negroes. This has to be a Negro-owned operation. You, you leave a four-year-old girl in a nursery daycare van for nine hours in 18-degree weather where she could have froze to death, and you got some grown-ass person tries to bribe the little four-year-old girl with $3 to not tell her mother that she was left in a van for nine damn hours in 18-degree weather. This sounds like a Negro operation to me, y'all. What up, wacky world? Of course, they're not. And here's clue number two that they're not going to tell you what the race are. They say they're two unidentified employees. When you see something like that, that's oftentimes code for these are some black folks. So these are some black folks who did this crap. Here, here's our little nine-year-old angel. Thank God. Thank God she, uh, she didn't freeze to death. Four years old. This child could have literally froze, y'all, or, you know, suffered hypothermia or something. This, this could have been a wrap for this girl, and she only weighs about 20 to 25 pounds. This could have been a wrap. And you come out here talking about, I'm going to give you $3. Nigga, here's the daycare center. This is clue number three. This is a black-owned operation. It's like an old church or something like that. Old churches converting to daycare centers. These are these are pr predominantly black owned insta uh black owned facilities. But they had her outside of one of these damn things. And you know it's that it's that good code where you can't just scrape the ice off the windows. This that type of code you got to cut the truck on, warm it up for about fifteen minutes, then get the scraper out. That's that's the type of code they got up north like that. You know what I mean? Which is why y'all should move down south. But when y'all move down here, leave, leave your liberalism up north. We don't, we don't want none of that down here. Let's see if we can uh, get some of this some of this, this good news. Let's see. All right, let's hope the volume. Refresh and renew for 2022 at Office Depot Office Max. Save 20 to 40% on school and office supplies. Plus get calendars and planners starting at 390. All right, hold up. Hold up, here we go. Hold on. Rochester family is demanding answers after their four-year-old was left inside a daycare van for more than nine hours on Friday. Alex Love joins us from the newsroom with more on how this could happen and what the daycare facility is doing about it. Alex. So last Friday began as an ordinary day for Micaiah Artist when she was picked up at home by van services provided by her daycare, Living Waters Child Care. But once they got to the facility, the driver and the monitor forgot to get her out of the van. The family says they noticed something was off when Micaiah was dropped back off at home over 30 minutes late at the end of the day and wasn't talking about what happened at daycare while also feeling very cold. Thinking she was going straight into school from the van, the family says. She Unfortunately, you will be correct, wacky world. We call them snowbirds. The problem is they come down here to escape the land of lunatic liberals in the area that you live in, but they bring their lunatic liberal ideologies down here and they try to turn my state into a lunatic liberal 
enclave as well. But Ron DeSantis says we ain't having that shit. Go Ron DeSantis. <laughs> he only had on a snow hat, jacket, and a t-shirt under it to keep warm, but ended up being stuck in the van for about nine hours with no heat until she was finally discovered during dismissal when the transportation employee returned. The daycare acknowledged sign-in and van check protocols were violated, and both the driver and van monitor have been fired. But the family is claiming employees tried to bribe Micaiah to not say anything. She said that first, when they found her, a woman asked her not to tell, and then the driver asked her not to tell, but he gave her $3, a no-tell reward, I guess. I'm telling you, these were black folks. I promise you, I promise you, these were black folks that tried to bribe this little girl. $3 is absolutely true. It wasn't the sinner, the driver, just because his heart went out on compassion, knowing that this child was in a van, you know, he offered to, he actually stopped and, you know, wanted to give her something to eat. Administration with the, with the Living Waters Child Care, Child Care Center said they have reported the incident to the proper state agencies, as well as meeting personally with the parents of Micaiah to apologize for this. But, but her family says they have since found a new daycare for her, and they now have a lawyer involved. Live in the newsroom, Alex Love. News 8. Alex, thank you. Makaya's family says they did check for any signs of hypothermia when she got home because she was freezing, but they were able to warm her up in time and she has been recovering. All right. So, <clears throat> look at that, ladies and gentlemen. You can't even take your kids to the daycare without worrying about them turning into damn popsicles. Because you got some incompetent people out there that just don't even know how to do a head count to check to see if all the kids... Listen, I'm not really trying to make this about the black daycare owners. I guess in this particular story, this is more so about people that love to jump up and scream, uh, fight for 15. We need to make more than minimum wage. Well, I don't know how much this daycare operator, not the operator, because they show the owner, they showed her. But the person that was um, the daycare driver and the guy, I think it was a woman that was driving and then the guy that tried to bribe the little girl with $3, more than likely they're black. But I don't know how much money they pay these people, right? I don't know how much money they pay these people, but I'm pretty sure they're not, they're not making $100,000 a year. I'm pretty sure they're probably not even making $50,000 a year. Or maybe they're making... 50,000, maybe 50,000 is, is the equivalent of a $35,000 job down here where I live at. But basically they're probably, you know, making just enough just to keep the bills paid and feed themselves. And, you know, they're not out here balling out of control. And so what I mean, so where I'm, where I'm going with this is you got people out here talking about fight for 15. We want to make minimum, we, we show minimum wage needs to be bumped up to a livable wage and yada, yada, yada. And that people like me and people like y'all who are productive people who choose to go out there learn a valuable skill, become competitive in the market so that we can earn what we uh, feel like we deserve to earn. You know, they want us to foot the bill for them. They want us to foot the bill for people that don't even have enough common sense to do a head count of all the goddamn children on the goddamn uh, bus. And we ain't talking about no city bus. We talking about just a damn van. This probably could fit, this probably like a 20-pack van, right? You probably fit like, I don't know, 15, 20 people in this damn van. You mean to tell me you got people so damn irresponsible and lazy that they can't do a simple head count 
to check to see if all the children are on the bus and then all the children get off the bus. All you got to do is just count the heads. All right, we got 10 people, 10 names on this list. All right, I see, I see Michaela, I see Joseph, I see Tyrone, I see Jerome. Like, how hard can this be? How hard can this be, y'all? And then this is a daycare center. She's four years old. Nobody noticed that there was a child missing the entire time in the daycare center. Like they, like I know, listen, I got a kid that's in daycare. Well, well, my youngest son, well, he, he goes there for, they, we drop him off in the morning. They, they bust him to school and then they bust him back to the daycare center. And then I go in there and pick him up. Right. They always do head counts. Like I remember about two weeks ago, my son was on the school bus cutting up, told the driver to shut up. I was like, what the hell? So I normally, I'm sitting in my truck because uh, his bus pulls up around whatever time. And normally when I get there, I'm probably sitting in my truck about 10, 15 minutes before the bus pulls up. So anyways, the bus pulls up. It's a black lady that drives the bus. She see me and she starts like telling me, like signaling for me to come get out the truck. I'm like, what the hell is like, is like something going on? Like, what's going on here? So I get out, go to the bus, get on the bus. She tell me my son told her to shut up. I was like, oh, hell no. So I took my I started to take what, what happened was I was about to take my son off the bus, throw him in the truck, drive home and tear his little ass up. But what happened was it was like what happened was there was like, well, we can't just let you take them off the bus. We have to check them in through the, through the daycare because they because once they take the kids off the bus, well, before they get them off the bus, they do a head count or whatever. And then they walk them through the side the side door and then they let them into their classes and then normally i'm standing outside the classroom in the building and then i go retrieve my kid but basically they got a protocol they wouldn't even let me get my own kid off the bus even though all the daycare people know who the hell i am everybody knows me by face by name and all this crap but being that they got protocols in place i couldn't just go onto the bus and retrieve my bad kid that day i had to let i had to make sure he got checked in properly and then i checked him out properly you know what i mean so what I'm saying is they got protocols. But we got this establishment over here. I don't understand how in the hell you can you listen, this is the vehicle that they were driving, one of these vehicles. How you forget a four-year-old girl in the wintertime in 18 degree weather for nine hours? And you just happen to be a black-owned establishment. I don't understand this crap. But, you know, that's what's going on in Blackistan. But thank God this little girl, she's here with us because she could have she could have been sent up out of here, y'all. Like, that is some serious crap. This little girl could possibly not be here today. All she had on, they said, was a T-shirt, some pants, and a jacket. And she just snuggled up best she could for nine damn hours in the wintertime. And then somebody got the nerve to bribe. Oh, I'll give you $3. Nigga, I'm about to take all $3 out your ass if that was my kid and some. Now let's go to this story. Off-duty, North Carolina deputy who shot, killed a man in Fayetteville, placed on leave. I know y'all heard about this story, right? I know y'all heard about this story. All right? So we got another BLM protest going on. Protesters are marching in Fayetteville for a second night 
after a black man. Y'all notice, has anybody ever noticed this? When you read the news stories these, these days, they always go above and beyond to highlight uh, whether or not a person is black or a person is white. Like, just read the news headlines. They purposely always make mention of a white person and a black person's race in the headline these days. When it's any other group of people, they rarely mention the race. But, that, I mean, they do this on purpose because this stuff, this stuff drives clicks and makes money. But I just, I just want, I, I want to, want to, any of y'all. All right. am, I, am I unmuted? I think I'm back. My bad. Let me check. All right. All right, my bad. I didn't realize I was muted. All right, anyways. So anyway, this is the cop. He looked like a good old boy. Let's just keep it a buck. He has the good old boy look. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean he is one, but he, he, he does kind of have the good old boy look. <laughs> and then we got, we got this cracking. We got protesters out here. Black voters matter. And this is the brother that got that's killed. Now, here's the story in case you guys haven't heard it. There's two events. There's two versions of the story. The cop was driving in his red truck. That's him right here. I believe that's his personal vehicle. He had his wife and kid in the truck. He said he was driving. Then all of a sudden, this dude just came out of nowhere and jumped on the hood of his car, broke one of the windshield wipers off, and then started bashing his windshield in. And so the cop pulls the blicky out and puts one or two hot ones in him. And then the guy, he's right here on the ground, laid out on the ground. And then there just happened to be, where's she at? This white women's. Always a white woman. White people, all, white people always come to the rescue of black folks, y'all. This white woman, she just happened to be the only so-called witness who just happens to be a CNA. What, what does a CNA stand for, y'all? It's, it's not a registered nurse. It's a, like, what is that? Certified nursing assistant or some crap like that. She just happened to be there. And just happened to have a medical background of sorts. So she goes through the motions of trying to stop the bleeding, but the man unfortunately expires in front of her, right? So that's the version of events the cop is saying. The woman, her, she's saying that she saw the cop hit him. And then the cop got out and shot him dead on the street. That, that's what she's saying. Now here's the problem. Here's the problem. Where, where is she at? Let me see. The chief of police is a black woman in this area. I'm trying to find a picture of her. The chief of police is a black woman's in this area. And she and the chief of police is saying that there is no evidence that this dude hit this brother. Like, I guess there's like a, a, a quote unquote black box in this truck 
you know, like a black box for a, for a airplane or something. I guess I guess they got one in this vehicle. I guess they pulled the, the, the quote unquote black box out of this truck. And based on the data. There was no indication that he had hit anybody. Now, I have heard that these so-called black boxes and vehicles, they can't really detect if somebody is on the hood of a vehicle, but they can detect uh, rapid uh, you, you hitting your brakes really quick, which could be a sign that you're about to get into an accident or you hit somebody, yada, yada, yada. But they say they pulled the information off this truck and they couldn't find any information leading them to believe that he actually hit this brother with his car. So now we got both sides of the story. The dude says the brother just came out of nowhere and for some un unfounded reason decided to jump on his truck, break it. Oh, yeah. Break his uh, his wipers off and start damaging his windshield. Oh, yeah. And also, according to the black cop, uh, the black chief of police, she said that there is evidence to support that his windshield was damaged. <laughs> But like I say, we got the white women's who just happened to be there, who has a medical background. She's saying that, no, the white guy hit him and then executed him on the spot. So here's here's my conclusion. Here's my theory. Oh, yeah. They're also saying he got shot four times in the back. So so here's my question. You got this white police officer. In the vehicle with his wife and kid. I just want to apply some common sense here. Just, just a little, just a little common sense. Why would a cop, an off-duty cop, driving in his car with his wife and children, just all of a sudden just execute a black dude in broad daylight? Why, why would he do that? Why would he do that? In broad daylight, especially in this climate of where if you a white cop and you and you and you blink your eyeballs the wrong way at a black person, they're going to try to put you on death row. Why would a cop do that? It doesn't make any sense to me. And then the only and then the only person that we have to go by off of the story is this white woman. Right. So you got all these black folks. Where are the signs at? There were some signs they out here talking about uh, get rid of, oh yeah, right here. Defund, they out here with their defund white supremacy signs. Right? The cop is white, but they just wholeheartedly believe the story of a white woman <laughs> who more than likely is a pasty liberal, who more than likely would be terrified if she ever saw this black dude just walking up and down the street, not saying that he's a criminal or whatever, but let's just keep it a buck. Pasty liberals, they turn on their social justice warrior hazard lights when, when, when something's going down like this, but any other time they do their best to stay away from you Negroes. Kind of like that last video I just showed y'all of the panhandlers up in New York City. But it just makes me wonder, like what, what's really going on here? Why would an off-duty cop in the in the in the in the uh in the car with his wife and kids why would he just all of a sudden just want to execute a black person let's listen to this whole one. Okay, 
Your man's is out here talking about nobody's hostile. Don't you f and say that, like where my nigga. Is. <laughs> All right, whatever. Where your where your shirt at, dude? Nobody's hostile. Don't you say that. So, I say, no, it's an accountable fucking emergency. This is my first shit. I don't know where the So, I'm trying to understand. I am trying, I don't know where that clicking sound's coming from. I'm trying to understand how did this dude. Well, let's just watch the rest of it. Let me see if we heard it. I heard four gunshots and came outside. So there's old girl. I'm a little confused. How come I... All right, we're going to rewatch this. Hold on. I'm a little confused. How come the cops weren't doing anything to try to help this? All right, let's get back to this. Where'd it go? I mean, this video can't be reloaded. The first two calls. So, oh girl, what's, what's going on? Come on, man. Get smaller. So. All right, there we go. All right, let's, I'm trying to rewatch it, but it keeps hitting me with these stupid commercials. All right, I just got to reload the page. All right, we're just going to reload the page. Nah, I ain't see the video about the black guy on the motorcycle. What happened? I, I missed that. What happened? So anyways, like I was saying, the narrative is he just hit this black dude and then pulled the piece out and blasted him. That, that's the story we're being told. But then from the cops, the, the off-duty cops version, 
He's saying the black dude just all of a sudden just jumped on his truck, started bashing his windshield in, and then the cop pulled the piece out and shot this dude. So, and there's only one witness to the whole, or one so-called alleged witness to the whole thing, and that's the white woman that you can see in the video that was, uh, looked like she was, her right here, looked like she was trying to do some, uh, some basic life, some basic life, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, some medical, some medical stuff. It's kind of funny because any, anybody y'all listen to Akatunde Nation, y'all know I'm a, I'm an avid fan of Ak. Akatunde, <laughs> Akatunde always says that if you ever get shot, you want to be shot in the presence of a white person because there's a high chance that these white people know some life-saving techniques to help you out and black people don't know anything. And it's just kind of funny he says that so often. And here we are looking at a video <clears throat> of a black person who's been shot. And the only person that's out there trying to save this man's life is a white woman. <laughs> it's just a little, just a little weird. Now, Vic says he's going to jail. I don't think so, Vic. I don't think so. Because see, Fayetteville right here, Fayetteville Police Chief Gina Hawkins, who's a black woman, y'all. Let's, let's go look up. Uh-oh. Let's go look up Gina Hawkins, in case y'all don't believe me. I saw a picture of her earlier. Hold on. Police Chief Gina Hawkins. Yeah, it is her right here. Oh, Hispanic. I don't know. She she looked. Is that the one? I thought I saw a different woman earlier. Whatever. That's that's Gina Hawkins right here. She looked blackish, like I don't know. She she black, I guess. Anyways, Gina Hawkins, she said on Monday that the prelim, uh, preliminary investigation that found that Walker, Walker is the guy that got shot. Walker ran into traffic and jumped on a moving vehicle before he was shot. Says Hawkins said the investigators examined the black box computer of the truck, which had not recorded any impact with any person or thing. We currently have no witnesses who claim that anyone was hit by this truck, she said, claiming that the only eyewitness said Walker was not struck by the vehicle. Walker was a single father who leaves behind one young son, pronounced dead on the scene. So you got the police chief saying that there's no evidence to support that this brother was actually hit by this vehicle. But then, like I say, if you if you just apply common sense, why let's just let's just say that what the cop is saying is true. Or I mean, why why would the cop make up a story like that? He's in the truck with his wife and kids. I know y'all want to believe it's like an ultra racist society and y'all are being hunted, hunted and killed every other day. But listen, in the, in the year 2022, I don't think cops is that damn stupid. Like I say, all they got to do is just blink at you the wrong way and they facing a, a, a life imprisonment. So we got that going on. And so the millions, they're out here protesting. They protesting, they whining, they crying. And look, I get it. Maybe the guy was a good dude. I don't know anything about the dude that got killed. But, you know, we got we got to go to the uh we got to go to the gun memorial real quick. Got to go to the gun memorial. We got to look up Fayetteville. It's in North Carolina. It's nicknamed Vietnam. Uh, where is North Carolina? So we got to go to the gun memorial and see what's cracking out there. Ain't Fayetteville, ain't that where J. Cole is from? 
All right, so here's here's fatal shootings in Fayetteville, right? That's the brother that got killed right here. I wonder if Steven Addison, did he get any love out in these streets? He got killed January 3rd. Clarence, Arthur Branch, you think he got any love out in these streets? He got killed on Christmas Day. His brother got killed on Christmas Day. What happened with him? Died in a Christmas shooting. Preliminary investigation revealed one adult male victim was found shot multiple times in front of an apartment. Damn, he was shot multiple times in front of his apartment, y'all, on Christmas Day. Y'all think you're getting any love out in these streets? Y'all think anybody care about this brother right here? He's from Fayetteville, too. What about this brother, Malik Singletary, December uh, December 12th? You think you're getting any love out in these streets? You know what I'm saying? All these people. Y'all think they? Y'all think any people getting any love? Elijah Wright, you getting any love, bro? Only 21 years old. Killed in a planned attack. Get any love? What about this brother, Ezekiel, age 20? Think he got any love? Think they care about him? What about, oh, what, what, we got to care about the black women's, right? Maggie, age 22. You getting any love out in these streets? Well, at least they arrested somebody in connection to your death. So that's a good thing. What about, I don't even know how to pronounce her first name. Lashana. Let's call her Lashana. You think she's getting any love? A murder-suicide. Oh, Jesus. Sounds like she got killed by her boyfriend. What about all these other brothers? You think any of these people getting any love? What about Nakota? Nakota Melvin. You got any love? Shot in the head. Oh, Jesus. Shot in the head inside her home. Mm-mm-mm. Damn. You think they getting any love? Any of these people getting any love? Oh, you only get you only get love when you when you uh when you're a black person getting killed by white people. That's that's the only time. And look, like I say, this brother might be the great dude. I don't know. I don't know what side of the story to believe, but I'm leaning more towards that the cop might be uh telling the truth because it doesn't even make sense to me, it's, especially when the police chief admits uh, comes out and says that the cop didn't have any data on his uh black box for his car to support that he actually hit this dude. Now, what made this dude hop on this cop's car and act all crazy if that's what happened? Who freaking knows? Maybe he was off his meds. Maybe some of that stuff will come out later on. Or maybe they won't bring it out because, you know, they're black and they don't want to bring that information out. But, you know, this is what's going on in Blackistan. So I'm going to drop this link in case anybody want to come up here and, uh, you know, share your thoughts on Blackistan. Tell me, you know, let me know if I'm out here cooning it up real good. You know, we got, I got to do the cooning, baby. I got a coon for y'all. I got a coon real hard out in these streets, man. So y'all can get up out of this delusional land and just thinking that all white people are out to get you. Now, white people are just full of crap. Nah, Negroes is full of crap. I got to let y'all know what's going on out here in the, in the stand, man. This, this, this is the stand of Fayetteville. Look at all these faces, y'all. Let's go to the, uh, what's, what's the racial, racial demographics? Fayetteville, North Carolina, North Carolina. Racial makeup. Uh, it's almost okay. It's pretty close. Forty-four percent white. Forty-two uh, percent black. All right. So we should see forty-four percent of these faces should be white, and forty-two percent should be black. <laughs> look like look like uh, the stand is dominating over here too. And I'm willing to bet the overwhelming majority of these people from the stand 
Like this brother right here was more than likely taken out by another member of the stand. 19 years old. See what I mean? See what I'm saying? So, you know, I got to coon it up real good because, you know, y'all out here, y'all, those of y'all who support the sentiments of Vic, y'all live in a delusional land. Y'all really think it's, uh, y'all really think people out there hunting you and, and trying to kill you. You know what I mean? Y'all really be believing this stupid crap. When all this, all the stats and data says the complete opposite. Nobody want to come up today? Okay, y'all don't want to get this hot fire? Y'all don't want to be embarrassed? Oh, man. So that's what we're talking about, y'all. That's 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 the uh that's that's the news. That is the that is the latest and greatest taking place in the stand that I felt like talking about. Let me get this off the screen. That's the latest and greatest taking place in the stand. Oh yeah, I do got something else I want to show y'all. Hold on. So somebody actually thinks I'm a pro-black person. There is a YouTuber out there that actually thinks I'm the most pro-black person on YouTube. I was like, wow, really? I don't know about that one. Let me show y'all this. Hold on. Where's my screen share? Let me show y'all this. Beth on the CB and the airwaves. I'm known as Double O Negro. The voice ain't got a stutter. Then ain't your brother Akuna Matata. So yo man, I'm out here. My kids, two of my kids' birthdays come up, you know, starting tomorrow and Tuesday, the 10th and the 11th. Um, one's turning five and one's turning three. I got six motherfucking kids. I got a lot of kids. All by the same woman who I've been married to coming up on a decade. You know, Kuna Matata. You know, I don't talk a lot about my family, you know, a lot about my relationship status. You know, but when I do say it, I just say that I, I'm not in one, you know, because it's safer that way, you know, because this is online, you know. So I don't really, I'm not going to be putting, because that's just, you know, we have, it's about, it's about, it's about our our great biracial babbler. Gee, motherfucking Dizzle. Bo Shizzle. <laughs> I would say that G Dizzle, he is one of, if not the most, pro black voice on YouTube right now. Uh oh. <laughs> A lot of y'all be like, oh, I don't think so. You know, well, the proof is in the motherfucking pudding. Yeah, he, he's not out there talking about. Oh, all black men, 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 men are gods, or, or we should worship black women and this all this other shit. No, he ain't talking. He ain't talking like that. He ain't talking like a lot of these other uh, uh, Negro babblers be talking. But, but he is married to a black woman. He's been married to the same black woman for many, many years. That in itself. Is a revolutionary act nowadays. A, 
biracial man, a half black man, married to a black woman. Uh oh. <laughs> and in a happy, successful for marriage, I'm sure she is happy and she doesn't want for shit. You know. So that is a point in in in, in the pro black corner. A lot of pro blacks, a lot of these Negro babblers out here cannot say the same. A lot of them, you know, are married to white women. Uh-oh. Pro black talking all this black men is God's bullshit. Say it ain't so. Married to white women. Say it ain't so. A lot of them out there. <coughs> Ooh, the cough is it's trying to hang on. They got a what's called an, an ambulance coming. All right, I ain't gonna play the whole thing. Uh, but uh, basically, your man says I'm the most pro black person on YouTube, or one of the most pro black voices because I'm married to. A black women's, which I am, and he also makes mention of my Tech G uh, website where I teach brothers IT. Well, the intention was to teach black folks IT. Now, do I consider myself pro-black? I don't think so. I, I take it as a compliment. I appreciate this brother's sentiments, and I can understand why he's saying that about me because I appear to be doing the things that pro-blacks themselves don't even do. Hence. I'm married to a black woman, but did I get married to a black woman because out of some sense of race loyalty? No, I got married to my wife because I want to be married with her. And it just so happens that she's a black woman. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But my ex-girlfriend before her was, I used to date a Hispanic girl. You know what I'm saying? I dated this this Mexican chick for like a year. You know what I'm saying? Before, long before me and the wife got together. But, um, so it wasn't out of some sense of race loyalty. Like when I met my wife, I was like, she's your queen to be. It wasn't that on that crap. It was just like, yo, I think she looked good. She feeling me. I'm feeling her. Let's do the damn thing. We've been doing the damn thing. Uh, legally married, happily married for 16 damn years. Been together for like a total of like, I don't know, 18 years or something like that. But it wasn't out of some race loyalty thing. But I understand why he's saying that because those who are so-called pro-black, they don't seem to live out their so-called pro-blackness in the same manner that you would expect them to be pro-black, meaning you're married to a black man or woman, you're creating kids with that man or woman, and you're leading your household with that woman, especially if you're a man, and raising your kids up to do what, you know, proper men are supposed to do. A lot of these dudes, they talk this pro-black stuff, Umar Johnson, but they out here, you know, not marrying any of these chicks, creating babies with them or, you know, they doing this, they doing that, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But then the whole tech G thing, you know, I got a YouTube channel. Y'all know about, I teach it over there for free, free 99. You know, it's designed to, you know, help some of y'all out that want to take advantage of it. That's, that was why it was started to help black people out. But as you, as you guys should know, my biggest audience over there are non-black people. I get ones and twos, the black people that sprinkle in, and I appreciate them, but the majority of my eyeballs and the majority of the, the, the money that comes from, you know, me selling products associated with helping people get certified so they go out there and get a job, most of that stuff comes from white folks, Asians, and Hispanics. You know what I'm saying? Black folks in general just aren't, you know, gravitating towards it. Like, I thought they would. But, you know, it is what it is. I've accepted the reality. So I don't necessarily consider myself pro-black. I just consider myself just, you know, uh, leading an upstanding life. You know what I'm saying? I'm married to a woman. We decide to create kids, build a life, 
taking care of my kids. I'm not a part-time father. I'm not a child support father. My kids see me from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed. I'm in the house with them. Uh, like I said, I just took my oldest son, let him drive my damn Jeep the other week. Damn, I had a heart attack when that happened, but whatever. Um, you know, I'm just doing what I, I'm, I, I'm doing what men are supposed to do. At least men of my generation, men that have been raised by men, because I grew up in a two-parent household. I'm doing what essentially I'm supposed to do is be a man, lead from the front. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, that's just as simple as it is. It's not necessarily about being pro-black. It's just I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Now, my efforts to teach people IT, yeah, you could say that's pro-blackish, but, you know, at the same time, it's not really being uh, reciprocated as much as I hoped it would be. But it's all good because the white folks, they are very receptive to it. Shout out to the white people. <laughs> what up, NC Worker? Oh, let me put my headphones on. I just took them out. Hold on. Good evening, sir. Thank you for having me on. Hold on, hold on for a second. All right. Give me, give me one second. All right, what's 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 up, man? Can you hear me? Nothing much. Yeah, I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. You know, I just want to know real quick how much you pay that guy because I'll do the same thing for you. You know, um, how much I pay who? That guy. I was just playing the guy who who um shouted you out, but um, <laughs> I wanted to say when it comes down to the whole situation black people are going to have to start being serious politically mm -hmm. and black people are going to have to really start taking themselves seriously you, you can't on one hand expect someone to help you just because you ask them to help you that's not how this works and regardless of i there's still some gray area with that situation of that gentleman with the who got supposedly hit by the car with the off-duty officer. Um, it, it's just interesting how whatever is dealing with my, bad, my, my volume went out. I think we back. We back. You there? Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Hear you. I think it's just interesting that when it's involved a white cop and a black male, it uh, hits. It typically hits. You can hear me? The yeah, I can. Hear, can you hear me? Back. I don't know what the hell happened. I can still hear you. Can you hear me? I can't hear nothing. I, just, I can hear you. I can't hear uh -huh. you. Okay. I don't know why. Hold on. Let me see. This is weird. How about now? This is weird. Hmm. I can hear you on my phone. I just can't hear you in my, my headphones for some reason. That's interesting. Let me let me uh let me let me remove myself. The hell happened? All right. Say something. Okay. Can you hear me? Man, this is weird as hell. All right. I'm just gonna have to listen to you through my phone because I cannot hear you on my damn headphones. <laughs> I don't know what That's the hell weird. happened. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. What we're saying was, it's just interesting whenever it's a white officer and a black male, it hits news like wildfires. Like, it it goes all over. But how many times have people, other black people, have gotten shot by other black people and you may have heard it through your local news? <coughs> Excuse me. It, it's, just, it's just weird how 
everything gets portrayed. And if anything, if you know that there's the issue with black men getting killed in the streets, then you should want to put a some type of lobby lobby group together and start pushing for changes in laws to do it. Start putting pressure on those who are in power. I mean, predominantly um, blacks vote for Democrats. So since they're the ones who control the House and the Senate and the presidency, you should start putting their foot on their necks, politically speaking, and start getting some things worked. But that would require us to actually come together on something. Now, do you do you really think I don't know, there might be a slight delay because like I said, I'm trying to listen to you through my no, phone. I, I can hear you right you through my I headphones. Can hear. Now, do you really think that black folks is really trying to be all politically astute? Meaning, you say they should start I know applying what you pressure. Mean. I, I, let me just say what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to allude to is this. When, when people start talking about this whole black folks need to become more political and get more political power, no, I think the average black person, all they really care about is just voting for the president of the United States. I, I, I just really don't believe that black folks in general are really that, that too too concerned about trying to get political power and do some lobbying to get this and that change i think the average one they just want to go vote for a democrat and throw a sticker on their t-shirt and go on facebook and be like yeah i voted and go about their business that's what i think mm. is, is what most black people are interested in doing you know it's interesting to say that yeah i agree to that because um it's interesting that most people don't even know where their own local elections are for their city and for their county. They don't even know who the representatives are in the district or the sections that they live in. So a lot of people don't even know. It is as if collectively blacks never took civics. And, you know, and it's like, you know, that's a process to everything. You know, it's just not somebody imaginary just comes out and just, becomes the governor, becomes your your count your county councilman, your city councilman, you know, your county commissioners. That's just not your mayor. That's not how that works. <laughs> you know, it people have to vote for those people to get inside those positions. And a, a lot of what actually happens a lot of times, a lot of people don't talk about, may not even know. The counties reflect too how your county lines are as far as well if you're going if your county is for a Republican or for a Democrat and whether or not gerrymandering happens on both sides. And so a lot of time that puts pressure or that either gives either side of the advantage or disadvantage. But yeah, no, well what I mean by but black people black people as a collective, of just uh, worried about free ninety nine. They they want they, they want it to be at no cost. They they want to be able to put nothing in the and comes out. <laughs> you know it, it it that's what they want politically speaking. They they don't want any process. They don't want to do any type of work. Work. My bad, my bad. I had, to, 
I had to add myself and re-add myself. So that's fine. Trying to figure so, out which, which one of these is me now. So I think I added the right one. Okay. And then you got. And then you have those who, who are in power, who don't do anything for black people either. Yeah. Who are black? So I mean, it's really just this big old circle of doing nothing for black people. No, you're correct. I, I, like I say, man, I, it's just a lot of it's just a lot of fluffy talk that's been going on for a very long time now, and you know, you get the same results over and over and over again. Because you know, they're, they're, they, you know what? They're actually floating around the idea of Hillary Clinton running for president again. Have you have you seen this? Yeah, look, she 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 don't lost against the black man and the white man. Look, she need to stop. All right, <laughs> I'm but, sorry. But assuming that she does run for president, just because she's a Democrat. And she was married to the quote unquote first black president, Bill Clinton. Mm -hmm. Black folks are just gonna automatically just blindly go out there and support her. Well, see, now here's the thing. Everybody else. You see, now here's the thing that I'll say this, and it has been posed to come out to show that black people actually, when Trump ran against her, voted more so for him as opposed to her. Here's the thing that's gonna really burn her though. Again, she's viewed as being a populist. You know, she's very into D.C. clicks. You know, she's part of the establishment, so to speak. So a lot of black people, even, even though they're going to they're gonna always be a group of black people that's going to vote for her. I, I'll say like maybe a late Etzer boomer probably vote for her. I don't see too many late Etzers, late millennials, early millennials voting for her. I definitely don't see any Z's voting for her. So... You know, that's that just my that's just my personal analysis, but unprofessional analysis. So, I, but I do think that that's going to be one thing that is going to hurt her, though, because it is hurt her in the past. Now, I think a lot of people, even these young ones, are going to vote because they're politically stupid. Meaning, you know, I'm not telling people to be a Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, but they're going to be voting based off of popularity and who they like and who the mainstream yeah. media tell them tells them to like as opposed to looking at the uh, track record of the people that are running and it's I like, that. like with donald trump i don't give a damn what you i don't care if you like his tweets or not or whatever dude, just look at his track record of what he was able to accomplish especially as it directly affected black folks it was like you know he really wasn't that bad to black people financially Things didn't really start going downhill until this whole COVID thing hit, which you know I believe it's all uh, it was all premeditated to begin with. But whatever. But (laughs) nobody's gonna actually do any honest due diligence to see how bad was it now to black people for real, for real. Like wasn't running that bad because like I I used to tell people before the election, I was like, you know, when Trump was president. I didn't know a single black person that didn't have a do- didn't have a job and couldn't go out there and pay their bills and still go on trips and vacations and mm-hmm. you know do all the things that you know you're supposed to do as a you know hardworking American. Like everybody was chilling. I had family members buying houses under his presidency, you know, paying off debts, just you know, just just living life. Nobody was on struggle status, but you can't tell them that. Oh, he racist. He this, he that, and that's how all black folks are gonna vote just on the racist line. And then they're gonna have to find another victim of police brutality or something like that to drum up mm-hmm. the race. It's just a whole damn mess. So, so I guess what I'm saying is, when it comes to this whole political talk with most black people, 
I just kind of tune out. I don't even pay attention to much of it anymore because I know it's a bunch of bullshit coming out of most people's mouths. They're really just voting for who is the racist white person. And uh, if that racist white person is a Democrat, then I'll let their racism slide. But if it's a Republican, I can't let it slide. So I got to vote for the Democrat. I mean, this is kind of how it is. Yeah. But see, now that's because to the Democrats, all with me, promises they don't keep. Whereas Republicans never make any promises at all, as opposed to what they're not going to do for you. Well, why should and, and, and that's and that's the rhetoric. That's the rhetoric. Look, I'm not saying that they should. They should. Truth be told, when it comes out, look, you're only going to have political power once you start taking political power. So I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying disagreements with you. What I am saying though, that's how that's how it's always been. That's how it's been viewed for quite some time. Well, I mean, if you're a Republican. And you know that black folks have been conditioned over the last 40, 50, 60 years or so to not vote for Republicans. Why would they make promises to a bunch of people that that prove time and time again, damn near 90 percent of the population is going to show out to vote for the Democrat? They shouldn't. <laughs> There's no point in trying to pander to, to that group of people because then they've been proven they're not going to vote for you. No matter what you say, you know, even with Trump's platinum plan, or, you know, we want to give like $500 billion injected into the black community. Mm-hmm. Especially, you think about that if you were a business owner and Trump is like, yo, I want to inject $500 billion into the black community, which is more than likely going to be funneled to business owners. Think about what that could have did for your business or if you were trying to start a business. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Instead, you want to vote for Biden. And what, what has he done for you? He's locked the he's locked the damn economy down so bad that most of y'all have probably went out of business. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it always interests me how it seems like money fluctuates with each presidency. It, and like he was saying, yeah, when Trump was in office, I actually got it seemed like I was making more money. It was only because of when everything happened in the world. That people, some places were forced to give out higher wages, yeah. which still isn't much. By <laughs> it, it really, I guess, what it really boils down to is. Oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Are you still there? I think he muted himself. Still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry. Um someone it was on someone had called me. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. I hate uh what was I saying? No, I forgot. Well anyway, <laughs> you know what really what it really boils down to is whether or not what is it that Black people want. If they want police reform or um, voting rights, what are they? What are they doing to get the ball rolling? I don't know, man. They they're just bumping their gums on social media like they've been doing for since forever now. Now like I, said, I will admit, just not convinced anymore, man. You know, I will admit there was a small group um, in Atlanta. They had made some news saying that pretty much was like, we don't need Joe President Joe Biden to come down here giving us a speech. We need him to get the ball rolling, so to speak, on things that we already been asking about. This was a 
black man, by the way. So, I mean, there are some groups speaking out against, I don't want to say against it, well, again, holding their feet to the fire of the presidency and to the vice president as well. You know, um, they said one thing, but they have yet to deliver. And they have all the power from up, from down, and all around. They have all the power there is, so there's no excuse. It's just a matter of whether or not they want to or not. So we, and they just already showed last day, they blatantly just don't want to do it. They just lied to you. And that also shows you how they view you as well. They view you as stupid and easy to get over. Yeah, they think you're stupid. You don't know how to get a yep. driver's license. You don't know where yep. to go to vote. You don't know how to, you can't get ID. All they do every election cycle, they they come out and tell you how stupid you are. <laughs> yeah. They I mean they say it to your face, and it's like, but niggas will still go vote for them. It's like, wow. It's like uh what's a, up in New York City, that new mayor, the black mayor. He's oh, yeah, he's, he's about, catching a lot of heat. He wants to allow a bunch of illegals to vote. In, uh, in in elections in New York City, upwards of like one million people or some crap like that, or, or whatever the damn number was. It was some high number. I know that. It's like really, bro. Talking about they only have to be here for thirty days. It's like what, thirty bro? days. Yeah, bro. He was talking about if they've been here for like thirty days or something like that. He wants to allow for them to vote in in uh, elections in New York City or something like that. I was like, what is you that? can't even run for a position of office, but at least you. For the area that you live in, unless you stay there for at least one year. But this is part of this old so, black and brown coalition that you never hear brown <laughs> people talking about. You only hear black exactly. people talking about the black and brown coalition, but you never hear black folks talking about it. Because black people are too concerned about wanting to be accepted by everyone, except by other blacks. Yeah. So that's that's I'm sorry, but that's what really what it is. That's the weirdest thing, man. It, it, you know, it goes back to your. Um, and now she about the white man ISIS coder, you know. And now um, Latinos, Latino ISIS just a coder, just as cold as the white man's now. So I mean, soon will be the Asians, the Indians, the Pakistanis, and therefore you know everyone the globe except for black people. We just gonna have warm water to drink. <laughs> yeah, because I mean it's it's ridiculous. It's like at what point do you start wanting to be favored by everyone? And start standing on your two feet as an adult and be like, hey, look, we're not going to stand for this anymore. I don't think culturally, I think culturally we've been conditioned to be treated as children in mm. everything that we do. Um, I, I, I see that. It's all the way back to slavery. So we can even go all the way back to slavery has conditioned us to be treated as children. I don't, that's one of the remnants of slavery. I don't think uh, we've collectively came out of. Never slaves in the minds. And then, then if you start talking about this, you need to stand up and do for self type of crap. You get blasted as a coon and sell out mm -hmm. all kind of stupid stuff. It's just like my nigga, you can you can do for yourself, but you, you got to want to do. Instead, they would rather just beg and cry for white people to do for them. Nah, no, nah, see, I'm the type of person. I may go to the white, per white person, but I'm not going to beg them. No, I'm going to pick their brain. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. And, and, and I'm or because, you know, I've had people call me a coon for saying, oh, you just teaching people how to go get a job to work for the white man. I'm like, do you know how stupid you sound? So let, let me explain. What are you supposed to do? Exactly. So what I'm saying is you go out there and get a job. I've already did the video where I showed there's only uh, prior to the pandemic. I don't know what the new, new numbers are, but 
right before the pandemic, there was only 2 million Black-owned businesses in America. Only 100,000 of those businesses actually employed more than four people, which means yeah. 1.9 million were self-employed <clears throat> people. So first things first, where are you going to go work? You can't work for other Black people because there ain't enough of them out there that got the exactly. money to hire you to, to work for. And then what's wrong with going to work for somebody and then learning how they do their business and then mm -hmm. you learn the because I mean the white man they've already got the system set up. It's like you go work for Burger King. Oh man, you working for Burger King? Yeah, but you can go in there and learn a lot about business, how to how to how to how to run a business like that, and then take elements out of it, and then go start your own little burger joint up somewhere and see if you can incorporate some of that into your own stuff. So I don't mm -hmm. even understand. When people call me a cool and I'm like, I'm teaching people a valuable skill that's in demand. Yeah, they can get paid a lot of money from the the white man. Or they can take the same information and go start their own business, you know, and work their way up doing something. Or just go work for the white man for a little bit, learn how they do things, and then go start their own join up. Like, I don't, I don't, why, why do, why do, why do Negroes feel like they need to reinvent the wheel from scratch? It's like the wheels are already out there. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just uh, trying to teach y'all how to change tires at this point. You know what I'm saying? Because right now y'all are rolling around on flats. <laughs> There's a sense of fate valor that comes with starting it from scratch, it, we romanticize the struggle. You know, I as kings from nothing, as kings from the bottom that got up to the top. You know, we, we romanticize that for every reason why. You know, we, we have more, that's why the whole cliche when somebody graduates from college, everyone just claps, maybe. Where someone who just gets out of prison, everyone throws them a parade. Yeah. Well, that's part of the reason why we all it. It's like the worst version of rooting for the underdog, because you can be an underdog and get root for the underdog, but that's the difference between root for somebody who's not even just trying. And I think a lot of times we we, we have have a warped vision of the underdog. You know that that student, that person that graduated from college. May now need a job. Who do you know to help this young man to get a job? Uh. You know, whereas you know this prisoner, yeah, he may need a job too, but he's gonna also need some self skills to learn too as well. I mean, he's been conditioned a certain way. Now he's being back to society that's done different. So you will have to. We just we're just all out of whack. <laughs> we, we really are. We really are. Um, and it shouldn't be this way because at the end of the day, whether you work for your black man, white man, Asian man, whatever man, at the end of the day, if you have a job that puts food on the table, that's decent, you know, that's a decent job, you, you know, it's not anything that's illegal, you know, that if in itself should be a good thing, you know, it, 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 you know, back when, when I was coming up, I'm in my thirties. Even when I was coming up, even in the '90s, we, you know, you still heard about just get having a job was always having getting yourself a job was always a good thing. I don't know why all of a sudden, oh, having a job now became this bad thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. Actually, yeah, I hear you. I don't know. Okay. I don't know exactly when that became a bad thing. Exactly when? I, I just think. I, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know exactly when that transition happened. 
I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, people are just lazy. I mean, everybody, because you know, white folks, they, they be on the same crap too. Everybody, nobody wants to work. Yeah. Expect you know this younger generation. Oh, I know. I work for the private sector, oh. so I know. <laughs> I know. Cars and <clears throat> like every all of them, no matter what the race is. I don't know when this exactly happened. Like I said, I blame social media, the explosion of social media to the degree that we use it. But I think it's having a way more severe impact on black folks (laughs) than uh, every other group. Well, yeah. We see now. here's the thing, too, is what people like to say. Well, people got options now. People have always had options. Truth be told, you may not have had as many options. Now, granted, in the 80s and 90s, coming. Yeah, we didn't have as many options as we do now because of the whole internet boom. That's the way things are now, but we still had we all you still had other options. So this whole notion of well, people got options now; they don't have to work. So where are they getting their money from then? Yeah. Well, I mean, and then too, my thing is not too long ago, just two years ago, technically speaking, two years ago you was working. Now all of a sudden, now it's like no, it's too much. So two years ago, everything was fine. Two, three years ago, everything was fine. Now all of a sudden, no, no, it's just too much. I can't do it. Oh, are you talking about all the people that quit their jobs and don't want to go back because they're getting these mm-hmm. little checks? They're basically making more money sitting at home than, than uh, going to get a job. Yeah, I don't know what's up with them damn people. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it either because I'm like, dude, there's only X amount of money that you're going to get. I mean, you think that's going to last exactly. forever? Exactly. Like, and the yeah. government showed you too. <laughs> the government's like, uh, uh-uh. and then you got people who don't even want to pay their rent or anything like that. That's that's another problem within itself. Yeah, that's a, that's a major problem in American society, man. These young people. But I would just blame it all on the young people. But you got older people that are like this. That oh are, yeah, that, that embrace being bums too. No, we just have a yeah. we just have a culture where people don't want to work. They they just want everything immediately. Right now, mm-hmm. want fame and the riches right now, and not have to actually put in any type of effort or work to earn whatever notoriety and or money that I'm trying to achieve or success in my life. Right. And I mean, then this this, this yeah, is right. the only I'm sorry, this is the only country that you cannot pay rent and then tell your landlord go get a job. Yeah. Or what? you criticize <laughs> your landlord and call him. Uh, you, you, this is the only country that I know of where you can call your landlord, uh, um, a thief or something like that for owning property and renting it out to you. <laughs> like you actually got right. criticizing the landlord. It's like, you think the landlord just came up on this house out of, out of, out of thin air. Like, I'm pretty sure he had to put his money into this property to turn it into a rental so you can move in there and pay him rent. Like, I mean, it's, it's like, I don't understand what's going on here with these people, man. No, Jesus, because of white supremacy. See, the white man, he put the C and then he he put made it grow and then he just started taxing everyone, you know, and he just raised up the rent. But no, seriously, so, yes. Uh, and then they want to get mad when rent goes, they get charged from higher rent. And that's part of the reason why. Yeah. You, you are contributing to the inflation. But they you know they're, not, they're not taught any of this in school where they should. Instead, they're trying to teach them CRT and LGBT, all mm-hmm. kind of weird stuff that yep. has no real bearing on your life in terms of preventing you from being homeless in the future. <laughs> you know exactly. 
but you want to, we got to, it's all about feels and sexual identity. How about you teach people yeah. how basic economics work so that I don't have yes. to see a person asking for a dollar on the side of the road when I'm out there driving to work. Yep. Like, why can't we do that? Why can't we teach them a skill instead of trying to get everybody to go to college? Everybody doesn't need to go to college. You know this is very like, true. Like I'm telling my own son this. Like I have, I have these conversations with my 15 year old. I'm like, depending upon what you say you want to do, is going to take the path in life you're going to go down because you ain't going to college to be no freaking philosopher. <laughs> you know right. Like, I ain't. I, I would rather be a Rhodes Scholar than go to school for 12 years for, for a doctor in philosophy. I'm just saying, but you know that's the type of crap that. <laughs> But I think it has a more severe impact on black society. Somebody says, be a truck driver. You can be a truck driver. They make mm -hmm. some money too. I got a cousin that drives trucks. Well, I don't know if he's still driving for a couple years. He was making a pretty decent living. It's Plus, a lot of people don't realize. Drivers right now. Right. A lot of people too don't realize. You can start your own um, logistic firm yeah. or your own supply chain. There's a lot of things you can do. It's just a matter yes. of do you want to do it or do you want to whine and cry about racism, white people, and black women all day long? <laughs> Which one is it? You know what I'm saying? At some point, you got to make a decision because especially if you're a young person, you're going to wake up and be 30, 40 years old before you know it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I think about it all That's the time. When I was in my teenage and my early 20s, mm -hmm. I, used year old. I was 20 years old in 2000. I used to look at them 40-year-olds like, look at these more niggas. I'll be 42 in April. I am the old nigga. I was talking about. <laughs> I'll be 30. I'll, I'll be 34 in April. See, you, damn, you you younger than me. So, but it, it I am. I am. That's that quick, man. I'll be 50. But truth be told, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm I'm looking down the road. You know, I'm like, man, I'll be 40 in six more years. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's cool, but, you know, here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, but I'm like, I didn't see this coming. Not like, not like this. <laughs> the great thing about it is the older you get, if you've made the best decisions that you could make based off of the available knowledge that you had and you tried your best not to go above and beyond to do something stupid, i.e. get arrested, create baby mamas, you know, just do mm -hmm. all these things that cause a hindrance in your life. The older you get, you're not really worried about age. In terms of, oh, I'm becoming old. You're just more so worried about, I should be good money by the time I'm 30. By the time I'm 40, I should be more yeah. comfortable than I was 10 years prior. Which, that's true. Because when I was 20, I was a broke college student living in the dorm. On struggle status, eating ramen noodles, living off my George Foreman grill. Like Literally, that was my life. Until I joined mm -hmm. the military at 22. By the time I hit 30, I had already bought my first house. I, was, you know, I bought it like four years earlier. I was married, had my, my son. My son was uh, probably like four years old by that time. We was doing night. Me and the wife, we was doing night. We had a little starter home, had a little money. We was doing things. Here I am, 40, in my 40s now. I sold my other house a couple years ago. I live in a way bigger house than my last house. Mm -hmm. Way more money. I'm not rich, but I got way more money in the account. Way more flexibility to do a lot, th a lot of things. And me and the wife is chilling. By the time I hit 50, I expect to be at the same level of comfort or even better. I don't plan on going backwards is what I'm saying as much as I can prevent right. because I'm not making, I'm not consciously going out there doing stupid stuff to put myself in these predicaments. So I, I can sit around here and worry about, Oh Lord, am I going to be broke by the time I'm 50? 
the way my life is going, it doesn't look that way unless something drastic happens, which, you know, you can't, you know, you can't predict the future, but I'm just right. Well, I mean, like you try to do all that you can, you know, in your mental forecast and <clears throat> excuse me. And you know, that's really just part about being a man, being able to plan ahead, see ahead, you know, be able to project what's to come and be able to start having an egg um, store nest in a bit for bad things to come, you know? So, I mean, and like you say, yeah, I mean, because one mistake like that, whether you have a child out of wedlock or, you know, you get arrested, that, that could put you back some years. Yeah. I tell people there's only four things you need in this day and age in America. There's only four things you need to do to be to, to live a decent life where you can only go up. All you got to do is graduate high school. That's it. Just graduate high school, know how to read, write and do uh, and do math at a basic functioning level. Mm-hmm. Don't become a baby mom or a baby daddy. Uh, don't get a criminal record and learn a skill, a skill that people are willing to pay you for. You do those four things, yeah. dude, your life in America can only go up. Yeah. That's all I think gotta... a lot. Of... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I think a lot of times people don't, it, it, they take that for granted. We, I, I don't know why, but it just seems you know, like a lot of times it, we, we're taking that for granted. And we don't really see that as an accomplishment, but it actually is, especially here in America. In America, you, you have the opportunity to do that just off those four ba- basic things. Something that was taught from elementary school all the way up to high school. You know, you, no one's asked, you, you don't have to be a genius to be successful in America. You know, you don't have to come from a rich family to be successful in America. Does those things help? Yes. But you don't have to be those things, you know. And I think sometimes people just feel like, us think that, well, I'm not rich. My family's not rich. And I'm not a genius. So nobody in my family's a genius. So this, the bar is just going to be set down here. So and I was like, no, set the bar high. Set the bar higher for yourself. That's why I always say Steve Jobs is the greatest white man in history. Steve Jobs <laughs> did more for black people than any person in history. When he came out with that iPhone, changed the game. The it iPhone is. opened up the world and brought the world to you in the palm of your hands to where you don't have to be born from a rich family. You can it's create true. wealth in the palm of your hands with the damn iPhone, man. And it's been done by plenty of people. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the great liberator, the internet in conjunction with this iPhone. Come on, man. What are we talking about here? Especially in America? What are we talking about here? You can you can do whatever you want in this country. Can't nobody stop you. But then, especially if you're especially if you're black, and then there are all type of laws out there to aid you in case some white person tries to stop you because they love they they supposedly love black people so much these days. You know what I'm saying? Like you can really go out there and get it popping. It's just a matter of do you actually want to put in the work to do to get it popping? And most people don't want to do the work. Unfortunately, we got too many that don't want to do the work. They just find comfort in the complaining. Hoping somebody will come take care of them and show up at their door with the publisher clearinghouse check for $2 million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you, you're right. You're so right by that. Um, I, I think, too, a lot of times we don't take the opportunities, like you were saying. You know, it, you got to take the initiative to do your research. Start looking up some things, you know. 
you got an idea, start looking up about it, you know? It never hurts to look it up. And I mean, you can always critique and twist and change things around if need be. So, I mean, you can actually do that here in America. You know, there's so many opportunities and things that you can do to progress, whether it's certifications, whether it's just learning and really having more skills. I mean, I, I think a lot of black people, black people in particular, we want maximum pay for minimal skills. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> It, 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 you know, it, it's like I can tell you one plus one is two, but as far as I can go, but you should be able to. You should be my starting salary should be one hundred and fifty thousand a year. You know, it's like, and you, sh you should let me be your chief analyst. You know, it's like that's not how it works, my guy. <laughs> that's not how it works. Well, that's kind of like that story that I did <laughs> about the black daycare center where they left the yes. four year old girl in the car. And look, I don't know the yeah. race of people that, that discovered the girl. I'm more than likely they were black because it was a black-owned daycare center in an old church. You know, old churches like that. They're mm -hmm. black-owned from the top to bottom. But it's like, I can imagine the person that found, the, that discovered the little girl that they forgot to count, and then the one that came through trying to bribe her with $3 to not tell her parents. I can imagine that these two people are probably out there talking about how they need to be paid all types of money, how come I ain't making as much as this? Like you forgot a little four-year-old girl in a car in the middle of goddamn winter in New York, in New York State. You you deserve to be paid less than minimum wage. You can't even keep track of <coughs> things. No, that, that no, they deserve to be fired and, and or shut down. Oh, too, but I'm sorry. They would probably be the type that will be out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We got a livable wage. No, you need mm -hmm. to just get just just get the hell out of America. Like, what are you talking about? And then, too, I guess a livable wage with inflation would be about, I guess, today's time would probably be about 20 to $25 an hour, I believe. But the problem with that, most people don't have the skills to have $25, $20 an hour jobs. Yeah. You know, um, it's just interesting, you know. <laughs> But they think they have skills, and then they hope people like Bernie Sanders just comes through and makes everything. I, right, I, right, we're just gonna give out UBI or who was that, Andrew Yang or something like that, mm -hmm. UBI and all this other stupid crap. And, you know, it, you it, know, it sounds like you economically and financially failed if you have to rely on UBI. Well, you know, here's the thing about UBI. I wasn't too too opposed to it under the under the premise that Andrew Yang was actually going to just tax these tech giants for selling our information. I was like, I can dig that. Yeah, I can, I can, I can get with that. I don't have a problem with that. You know what I'm saying? And plus, if you, were, if you were to do the math and factor in how much money that would actually generate, even if you just took 10%, man, we're talking billions of dollars here. You know what I'm saying? That yeah, yeah. But have, have worked in reality? Hell no. They, of course, this thing was going to expand to other areas. But the problem is you, you give people a base pay dollars a month dude you're just about to make a whole generation of a bunch of bums you know what i'm saying you're gonna have right. very few people that take that money stack it up do what they got to do with it that's another crap you just gotta have a whole bunch of people that just all right a thousand dollars i'm good money I'm, I'm living the high life now y'all I'm, I'm living good and it's like oh god and what, where can you live off a thousand dollars huh where can you live off a thousand dollars I mean, you know, they'll find some place. I mean, you'll still be able to live in your Section 8. You know what I'm saying? Get your Section it's, 8 out. Mm. 
I, I don't know, man. Move in with their parents, throw them. <clears> throat> throat> I freaking don't know. It's hmm. yeah. so just another excuse for people that don't want to work, don't want to go learn. And like, this ain't just a white, uh, a black thing. This is an everybody thing when it comes to crap like that. I just yeah. think it impacts black people a little bit more harder because of it the, does. The way we're a smaller, is. concentrated group, so that's why. Yeah. But all right, bro. Let me let me let you go. I got somebody else that want to come up here real quick. Thank you. Thank you for having me up here. Have all a good right, one. Easy, Uh, what's up, Kenneth? What's up, man? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. What's going on? Hey, man, let me just start by saying, man, I'm not going to be up too long, um, but I'm a big fan. Uh, let me tell you how much of a fan I am of you, man. I, I remember you in the uh, Willie Pete days. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you guys kind of going back and forth with the light skin, dark skin thing. And, you know, I, I'm a dark skin brother, man. I found myself kind of pulling for you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what um uh I, I always get a kick out of the shows you do man you're hilarious and you know you on point with everything you say regards to the conversation you and the brother was having i actually typed in the chat about the truck driver thing oh, okay and um yeah the reason why i did is because uh you know like what we're talking what you guys are talking about um there's opportunity to be had out there you know and and you, I, sometimes i don't think we as blacks black people we take full advantage of those opportunities i mean we got i mean i live in la you know uh they are literally saying that you know we have a shortage of truck drivers we got stuff you know stuck at the docks we don't have enough you know drivers to get that stuff out to where it needs to go and you know i mean uh it's funny because i was having a conversation with a buddy of mine that lives in baltimore he said biden went down and um, gave a speech talking about, you know, uh, this infrastructure bill where he's going to be uh, paying people uh, 45 to $50 an hour for infrastructure, you know, which is great. I mean, I'm not against that. That's awesome, you know. And he got mad at me because I told him, I said, well, uh, you know, these brothers, man, they got to have the right mindset. You know, he just, he just went ballistic. <laughs> you always talk about black men. Brother, I'm a black man. I'm not talking <laughs> about black men. <laughs> but, you know, just real quick, listen, You could, I told him, I said, bro, you can pull behind just about any truck on the road right now, and you're going to see two things behind that truck. How am I driving? And the, on the other side, drivers needed will train. Okay. Are you sure. Yeah, that is correct. I have noticed that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it, it, and like you said, I, mean, I looked at, I said to him, I said, brother, the average truck driver in the United States makes seventy-seven thousand dollars base. Oh, really? Base. Wow. You know. So for all those people listening out there, you know. Um, uh, uh, you know, I've listened to some to some of your your uh, you know your STEM shows. Um, you know, and I appreciate what you say about hey, you know, uh, I know you you know you 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 down for the smoke when need be with some of the people. I know you had a little back and forth with, and those are definitely hilarious. I saw in that little chat thing, <laughs> the girl sent you uh with the bonnet or something like man, that was hilarious. I I couldn't stop laughing, man. That was comedy. But, uh, you know, like I said, man, uh, keep doing what you're doing, bro. Uh, you know, I appreciate you. A lot of us appreciate what you're doing, man. You awesome. You, your family, you, you, you are setting the standard in the bar of what a, of what a black man is, even if you like skin. 
<laughs> and biracial, don't forget that. <laughs> biracial, exactly. Light skin, biracial. So, all right, bro. Hey, man. Good luck and everything, all your endeavors, man. All right, bro. Appreciate that. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know you could make. I didn't know that the average salary is like seventy thousand dollars. That's uh, that's pretty decent money. Um, yeah, there's options out there. Look, I tell people about tech because that's my profession. That's my background. If I was a if I was a truck driver, I would be trying to get people to become truck drivers, giving them all the knowledge and information about the trucking industry. Um, I think MOT, I think that's what he does to a certain extent. Um, if I knew other things here and there, that's what I would be doing. But my background is IT, so that's 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 why I all I, between that and me and, and serving in the military, I don't really know much of anything else in the professional world. What's up, Professor Black Ops? Struggling and tired, man. So uh, let's switch it over to tech. So why you don't think these brothers are going to your channel and getting that free 99, man? My thing's still acting stupid. Yeah, that's why I got my camera off because, you know, it's that time of the it's that time of the day when everybody's surfing the internet. Oh, facts, man. Yeah. But you say, why? How come they're not over there? Yeah, man, it's it's a thousand IT jobs out here, man. Yeah. Millions of IT jobs. Google talking about trying to train 40 million people, man. I'm like, yo, that's the whole black population, man. Uh, so. I'm, I'm looking it up. How many available IT jobs in the US? That's some crazy amount, man. Well, it's got to be. I know in cybersecurity is, is at least half a million. Yeah, it's a half in the cybersecurity. But I think Google's talking about training forty million people. I'm still confused about that number, man. So yeah, I don't. I don't know where they got that. But why? How come they're not going over there? Well, I mean, you know, it's it's the same reason a lot of black folks don't really flock to STEM. Period. It's only right. like I say across STEM, it's only like seven percent black folks across the board. No matter what field in STEM you go to. Some people just don't think it's well. You got the certain segment that's not for them. Fine. It's totally understandable. You got something that just think it's too hard because oh, you might have to do math. I'm like, well, what I teach you, you have to be good at math. You know what I'm saying? Me too. Me too. It's, it's boring because you got to you got to actually you know study, read some stuff, try to comprehend it. You know the boring stuff. You're not reading comic books over here. Fine. You're not you're not gonna be able to sit down and do six-hour live streams or watch YouTube videos all day, every single day. You're going to have to dedicate time to study, man. And nice. based off of black people's study habits, you go to the yeah. Brookings Institute. Oh, I saw that. I saw conditioned that. Since kids, that we only put in like 30 minutes a day studying. Facts, fine. So, you know, you add all those factors together that, you know, the stuff that I teach and what you teach, it might scare some people away, even though it could be beneficial for them. And it's nowhere near as complicated as they think it is once they actually get the ball rolling and learn like oh this because like i tell people when i be teaching tech i be like i'm only teaching you about stuff that you already know you already got a smartphone you got a smart tv you got a computer laptop i'm not teaching you about a flux capacitor or for, <laughs> for you know for the damn delorean time machine no, i'm teaching you about stuff you already use just going into a little bit more detail beyond the consumer level so that when you walk into a Best Buy or, or a Walmart and you see all them damn stickers on these things, you actually know what the hell those numbers mean. Instead of relying upon this this uh, sales associate who does who knows just as much as you do, and they're trying to just sell you the most expensive damn TV because it's the most expensive one. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. They oh. get that little commission on the back end. Yeah. 
But I try to tell them, like, yo, unless you make it to the NFL or back, your job going to be boring anyway. So be bored and make some money. <laughs> so that's yeah. what I try to tell them, man. So it's just I'm and just plus, always perplexed about that. man. Plus what we do, it's not like we do a whole lot of manual labor. Oh, no, that's why I'm fat. Most of the time we stuck behind the damn desk all day, man. We got on one screen, we got our little windows with our trouble tickets that might come in. On the other mm-hmm. screen, we're sitting here watching YouTube at work all day. Nice, man. I went live at lunch in the, in the conference room. I'm, I'm so bold now. I'm talking about I'm going live, man. I'm on yeah. my lunch. I'm going live. Yeah. <laughs> so. dude, I, be, dude, I spend so much time on Amazon and YouTube when I'm not doing my tech stuff. And then with my brother, my brother, where he works in cybersecurity, he works from home. I guarantee he spends 90% of his time when he's on on the ship, when he's clocked in, playing video games, because that's what he does. And then he'll take you look at his computer, do whatever he got to do, and go right back to playing video games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, that's what I do. I, I, that's one reason I got on YouTube. Because once I start working from home, I had a little more time to crank out a couple yeah. videos. I work at home three times, three days a week. So yeah. I got what I need to do, and I, you know, I start pushing out content. Man, you was a role model. Man. I'm like, let me get my little yeah, security rolling. Exactly, <laughs> so. and you know, this provide, like I said, this provided other, you know, this pandemic provided us mm-hmm. other avenues to expound upon what we already, you know, were doing professionally. Because I, you know, I started my channel right before the pandemic went into full swing. Okay. You know, and it's been it's been making me, you know, a couple of dollars here and there. I'm almost two to dollars. Huh? <laughs> I'm almost two to dollars, but go ahead. I, yeah, I, you know, my, my between my channel and my website, you know, I generate about five, close to six hundred dollars a month. No, right? No, that no. ain't that ain't enough for me to quit my job, no, but no, it's fact, enough fact. for me to uh, offset the price of the gas that it takes for me to fill up my damn Jeep. <laughs> now I pay for because literally I pay for my gas out of my YouTube earnings. Now I don't even touch my main paycheck. No, it's no, a small no. victory, but it's 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 it's, it's significant in my life. Especially when I got to drop fifty to sixty dollars, oh, at least once a week. Now it's coming straight out my YouTuber. You is that for white supremacy? Is that what you yeah, named your Jeep? Name my Jeep, man. White supremacy? <laughs> no, not white supremacy. White privilege. White. Privilege. Oh, I know it's some white. <laughs> I'm changing the name of the Jeep by fault, but no, yeah. like you said, I'm just trying to, you know, get it, you know, get on my YouTube channel, trying to get people on IT. I'm uh, getting a little traction, you know. I see your tech Jeep uh, growing, so when I when people come to me like, well, I'm I need a little more bass. I'm like, go check out my man, uh, Tech G. He got that bass stuff for you. you got the ITF. He got the the the, the uh, A plus man. They go over there. They come back over here. <laughs> so no. So. Yeah, I'm about. So I finished up A plus or well, IT fundamentals A plus and Net plus. I'm about to start working on content for Security Plus now. That's cool. That's cool. Um, we we yeah. collab. We collab. Like I said, I'm just doing bass lectures, and you know, you got the um. The questions and the notes. So I, I don't know if I'm gonna do all that. So I'm sending this them your white, way for that. This is white privilege, y'all. Okay. I mean, it's it's almost identical to mine. I got a different. I got black rims on mine, but this is my Jeep. I call it, the name of my Jeep is White Privilege. In case anybody out there wondering, <laughs> so that's what I call her, White Privilege. So you're gonna do anything special to uh, get more black people on Tech G, or it is what it is. Uh man, it's kind of what it is what it is at this point. I mean, all I can mm-hmm. do is just keep making my lectures right, and um, you know, make some other videos talking about the benefits, you know, all the non-lecture videos, but I'm not I'm not gonna go above and beyond to try to sell people because it's just like I you know, I, I don't at this point I don't know what else to do because you know, between myself, you keep it techie who's in the building. 
and uh, the Black Brain Trust. And uh, who else is a, a tech dude in this space that's known for tech? Uh, Gabe A and some other people. I don't know how much more convincing black people need <laughs> at this point. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be putting billboards up around the city. <laughs> and at this point, it's like, dude, what, what else do you need? We've already showed you the numbers. We already showed you the type of incomes you can make where you can literally go from uh, uh, making a minimum wage salary to, to damn near making $100,000 in about three to five years. Right. Like, like that's highly realistic. Uh, let's just say oh. five years. And five very years goes by very fast. It ain't like it's. <sighs> Like, you 40, you 40, I'm 50. I promise yeah. you that five went past that five went past quick. <laughs> and you don't need a college degree to do a lot of this stuff. Right. So it's like, you know, I don't know how much more convincing people need. The government, they drop they're trying to drop billions into cybersecurity. I did that story a couple months ago about that that one company in Atlanta that won a grant of, of a few million dollars to train black folks in inner city Atlanta to get them started in cybersecurity and, and uh, full stack development or something like that. I don't know what else you need. Or no, how much more convincing you need at this point. It's just, you don't want to, and that's cool. You don't want to do it. I, I, so that's why I'm like, it ain't for everybody. I get that. So I'm not going to be out there with the hard sells to black people. Please. Like, eh, you know, bag them. You got to bag them and get into IT. I ain't going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I feel you. I feel you. Like I said too is, Cause you gotta want it because you gotta you know you gotta study like you said you gotta put more than 30 minutes or whatever the 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 quota for black people you gotta put in a little time and a little work but what i tell people young black people is i try to play basketball for six seven hours but when you five seven you gotta do something realistic yeah. so if you put the half the time like you be hooping in the park dude y'all be dbas and essays <laughs> and uh, pen testers easy because yeah. when you see young dudes who trying to really go pro, man, they'd be out there sun up to sundown. I'm like, dude, you put a little bit in IT, you'd be wealthy, player. I promise yeah, you, you'd be wealthy. Really and Sub Zero, he's the perfect person to tell you about that. Not he much. played uh professional basketball overseas, mm -hmm. and he tells you all the time when he was a kid coming up in high school, middle school, he lived at the basketball court mm -hmm. hours upon hours because he had dreams of going to the NBA. But I think he ended up playing overseas and he would just spend hours and hours and hours. But now here he is. He works in IT. He's a database developer, makes over one hundred thousand dollars doing whatever he does. Right. I think he got an older brother that that uh, does something with um, Oracle Financials or whatever. It was Oracle Financials. Yep, Oracle Financials. Yeah. And he tells you all the time if he had to just put that same effort he put in the basketball into his academics or tech at an early age. That dude, you know, he'd probably be, you know, rich off tech. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I tell people, man. It's just, and uh, you got better eyes in the tech. I promise you, the it's odds good. are way better. The odds are way higher. Because, I mean, how many people go to the league? Oh, it's small, man. It's only a finite number y'all can get into the league. And you gotta, and if, you, and if you're under 6'1", your eyes go way down. Most people in the, in the NBA be like, and, freakishly tall man and then you only have a, a small window to get into the league you know what right. i'm saying between the ages of like 18 to about 24 25 if you you can't get in within that window your chances of getting in are just you know severely cut in half and goes down even further it right. and tech man you can get in as a teenager as old as 50, <laughs> 60 years old there is right. no real right. cutoff the only cutoff is how is your skill set you know what I'm saying? So if you don't know something, then you kind of cut yourself off. But if you go out there and learn it and you can demonstrate that you're good at whatever it is you're doing, 
you know, you're going to, there's going to be an opportunity for you to go out there and make money, whether you work for somebody, you're doing contracting or you start your own business. Or do that. You can work a permanent job and a contract now job. If you work from home, you can hey, go on Upworks and freelance a little bit. On the side. Facts. You can go to Upworks. When I get bored, I go out and do Upworks, bid on a job, make about $40, $45 from my house. So, like you said, yeah. you can get it. It's, it's, it's a gang because the internet is not going away. Oh, our whole God. lives are on is on the internet in some some manner. Your credit, excuse me, your credit, oh, your financials, your social media, your health records. Oh, Most Everything. of it's been hacked too. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, all of it's at risk of being hacked or has been hacked right. at one point in time, or right. on the verge right. of being hacked, which right. is why they right. want to pay people to go into cybersecurity to prevent people from, or try to slow them down from hacking into the stuff. Facts, yeah. That's how I make my living. So yeah. Yeah, and I teach I teach people, you teach people how to get into that arena to do that. Uh, my brother, he works directly in cybersecurity. I don't work directly. I do other. I teach tech, and I also do some other research stuff. But the stuff that I teach is based off of my previous experience doing cybersecurity, which allows me to teach. But whatever there, there's, but you know, in this space, we got people like me, you, keep it techy, and others. You know, we want to provide these opportunities for brothers that they don't want to gravitate towards it. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm at the point where, all right, it is what it is. I tried. I'm going to do me. The crazy thing, though, is which gets on my nerve. We talk about high value man in relationship. You make this hundred thousand, you be a high value man. The rest of it take care of itself, man. Exactly. So, but I don't know, man. Yeah. So that's kind of where we at with it, though, man. Yeah. That's all I wanted, man. Come up and make sure you give your the. Tech G channel, a little love, man. Well, um, you know. well, tell everybody about your channel. What you got going on over there, man? Oh, uh, Professor Black Ops, all one word. I teach uh, introduction to the cloud AWS practitioner. Then I have another leg where I teach, uh, I do videos on just regular cybersecurity, how people hack into your Zelle, how people hack into your, your PayPal. Uh, I did one on the IRS because I actually do a lot of IRS. Uh, 10 million people going to get their refund stolen. So <laughs> the, the hackers are trying to beat you to your refund. So um, so just general stuff like that. Then uh, I got an MLK special on Friday. Well, and one of the solutions, and you just touched on it, is your YouTube. Pull, I was trying to pull up your channel. I forgot. No, I appreciate it. it. I appreciate it. That's it. That's it. Because yeah. that's my intro for new for new subscribers. Yeah, yeah. I was playing. I didn't realize, like I said, the volume came through. That's all. Yeah, no, you could. So then I'm doing a special MLK. Uh, I'm doing access to justice. When you go to trial now, you can go through Zoom. How that's helping black people so you don't have to pay. Uh, I got attorney coming on. Um, uh, cash bail. They're trying to do a, a artificial intelligence so you don't have to pay cash bail. But it's going to try to predict if you're going to flee or not. That's going to be my Friday special. So. Okay. Um, so I've been trying to keep up with Tech G and uh, shout out to Keep It Techy. I've been trying to push out a lot of content. I'm, I'm close to the money. I only need 150 more watch hours on the back end. So I'm getting close. So uh, I'm just oh, grinding. You know, you know how I ran up my watch time hours on my Tech G channel? How's that? I would just go to work, turn on my YouTube channel. I do that. YouTube smarter. Phone. When I do that, if it's coming from the same IP, I think they cut my hours in half. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I, think, no. I think they got hip to it. <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, because when I was trying to get my watch time up, I would just go to work, cut on the playlist, yeah, and let it run. That's what I was doing. They, <laughs> they they let me get half of those, but I think if you're coming from the same IP consistently uh, with, with no movement, they're like, oh, yeah, we ain't falling for that. So I think they're cutting them in half. So. Yeah, I think they're getting a little hip because um, yeah, yeah. I noticed on my website, Tech G, so I got uh, technology. I got, I got AdSense running on that website. Mm -hmm. So this month, my site 
it generated $250 just off AdSense, off people clicking on the site. I was like, damn, that's the most that site has ever generated, right? I go back in into the AdSense and look at the analytics. They don't they don't cut a hundred dollars out of that two hundred and fifty dollars. Talking about these were invalid, uh, <laughs> invalid sum. I was like, what? Like what? Like how the hell is this even possible? I, I don't even know what the damn how how they figured out because it's not like I'm sitting there clicking my own website and clicking my own ads. I, I don't be doing that shit, but I'm just like. Damn, they took a hundred dollars away. <laughs> yeah, that's so yeah. So I think people and I heard a couple people talk about it on YouTube. So I was doing it and when I went back. I'm like, oh yeah, they figured out I need to figure out get tour or something and bro take my IPs in the back end like every hour or something. I'm like, man, I don't want to go through all that problem. So uh shout out to YouTube, they learning. Yeah. But yeah, man, you get them watch time out. Oh, because that's, that's what you need to need to get monetized, right? Yeah. VPN ain't gonna help because once it comes from the VPN IP address, it's gonna be the same IP address for the VPN. I tried that though. Keep thanks, keep it taking. I tried that because it's the same VPN. <laughs> once you click, you got that same VPN IP address. So if you play your playlist from that same VPN IP address, they cut my hours in half. I well, said, how, many, how many hours do you need? One hundred and fifty. I'm doing. I get about one hundred and twenty-five a week. So I'll be yeah. right there in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you you do some live live streams to help. Oh, oh I, I got that from you. I go every live. Uh, I do a class every Saturday at 3 p.m. for uh, Cloud, and I get up usually about 30 hours off of that. Yeah, then I try to do two or Thursday. Yeah. But, yeah, I learned that game from you because oh. that's where you get your, like you said, your watch hours from lives. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to NC Worker. He usually comes check me out. I got a strong uh, probably 20, 25 people that I wish check my life. I'm surprised what you probably noticed. People come and watch for 10 minutes to drop off and come back. <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. I mean, they'll they'll come in, come out, but, you know, it all counts as a view and then oh, on their own, their adds to the overall mm -hmm. watch time. But. Yeah, so like I said, yeah, so I'll be there in about a probably week or two weeks at the most. So um, I'll be going, like I said, I go live Sunday at 3. I was surprised people came because I was doing it before football season. I kept doing it and I got, like I said, I got my strong probably 12 or 13. Then during the live stream, I probably have another 20. Then over a week, I probably get about 100 uh, hits on it, 100 views with probably about 30 hours of watch time on that video. So. I, haven't, I haven't live streamed in a few months. Um, it's probably been about three months since I did a live stream. On your Tech G channel? Yeah, tech channel, yeah. I, I just don't know what to talk about live over there. <laughs> so, you know, you know, cause, you know, I do some news stories, but I think, you know, just putting these classes together, man. These mm -hmm. slideshows, the yeah, evergreen content. Like he be talking about getting that evergreen, man. Yeah, I mean it's mentally draining. It takes up a lot of energy. So sometimes I just be like, I just don't feel like I don't feel like going live. I mean, I got so many well, videos I got to make. Well, uh, what I did that kind of helped me is um, when I go live now, like you, I bring people up, and I yeah. think people just just like to see black dudes talk about real technology. Me and Gabe chopped it up for about an hour and a half. Uh, uh, keep it tech. He was an artist straight security man and the, the audience really love it so i told gabe because gabe gonna start his channel in june i said we need to go back and forth because people just like hearing two black dudes do it at a high level man so oh, okay so that that helped out a lot um the interviews which i learned from keep it techie i stole that game from him so yeah. i you know i work with a lot of black dudes and a lot of minorities so i'm like you coming on my youtube channel i'm gonna see you the questions up front so um yeah. okay so. Yeah, once I get all these classes done, maybe I can open it up. But man, it's just oh, I know I'm wore out, man. I'm 53. I went live uh 
which I very rarely do, 10 o'clock. And I think me and Gabe talked at 1.30. I'm like, oh, my God, I, I took me two days to recover. I'm like, <laughs> I can't be live streaming at midnight no more. <laughs> I know with the, like, with the Network Plus class that I put up, dude, it took me seven months to put all the videos up. Oh, yeah. I didn't think it was – I was I was thinking that Max was going to take me two or three months. But, bro, I just kept dragging it out. The life would hit. The job would hit. Oh. Family obligations would hit. Yeah, you got little just, kids too. My kids just, are grown. It it literally took me seven months to put that entire course up, and then by the time I finished, people was asking me, "Are you going to put the new one up for the 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 <laughs> the, uh, the the double oh eight version?" I'm like, "I, I just finished the double oh seven. I did the five oh one security plus because I'm just doing lectures. You got the quizzes and the tests. I'm just doing lectures. So they're like, I think it's six oh one or six oh two. I'm like, dude, I barely got that one up. <laughs> Man, I'm about so, to put the six oh one up." start working on that but you know the quiz i just put like little little you know little mm-hmm. uh, three question quiz at the end still, of the slides you know? that's still they, work man that's still they, work they ain't getting the full blown all of those stuff i gotta pay for <laughs> no i feel you i feel you. so yeah so yeah. i came to the part where i was just doing lectures then if it's like i like how your stuff is i'll be like here's the lecture there's the base check mm-hmm. out keep it tech you man you can get the notes and everything here for the study guys so i send mm-hmm. them to your way for that man yeah, and that's cool. That's why I tell people. I'm like, listen, you know, you ain't got to just come to me as the, the, the guru. There's, like, I, I say you can go check you out or other people because they might explain it in a different way that makes more sense to you. Like, but, two, I tell people, too, is get two different ways because yeah. extra information ain't never going to hurt anybody. Yeah, because I might miss something. You might right. cover it and vice right. versa. Right. That's why I tell people. information yeah. in there. Yeah. And, two, your style might be a little different. They like my style. But I was telling Get as much information as you can, because like you said, he you might hit a topic harder and, and lighten up. I might hit that topic harder. Extra information is never going to hurt. And you get it for freedom. Yeah. So what you, more information ain't going to never hurt you. I'd be driving, listening to people video, trying to get my AWS skills up. Because I tell people at 53, you got to keep crying because technology is changing. Right? You know, everybody's in the cloud. Now we're talking about machine learning, artificial intelligence, yep. uh, different languages. People just don't understand, man, especially black folks, the ones we want to reach. They really don't understand the value of this information in terms oh. of us doing this on YouTube for free. And then we earn a little money off of AdSense as compared to what you would pay oh to go to a tech college or a college or even a, a boot camp to learn this stuff. Boot camps be 10 grand now, man. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And you only be in there for like a week or a week or two at most. Yeah. And they just so shove the information in your face. Don't even care if you really comprehend it. They got their money and they out the door. Yeah. So I, a young guy came to me. He flunked the test on boot camp. So he didn't get to search. And he's kind of out there trying to figure out what he wants to do. Yeah. So I just came to him. I said, you need to get on the help desk. The boot camp's got you a base. Then I sent him to you. I said he got those fundamentals. I said go check out Kev Tech because he's got that uh, that help desk life. So I said go check them two out. You get some skills, and once you get in the industry, then you can pivot back to trying to be a programmer or networking. You just got to get in the door and make some. Then two is once you work at a job, a lot of times they'll pay for your uh, classes or you to go to school. Yep, that's what I be telling people, man. Like they will pay for your college or tuition man. reimbursement or something. Right. I got my MBA through my job, but that was in 1995. <laughs> but I got my <laughs> MBA in 1995. I'm old, but yeah. they paid for it. Yeah, so. That's why I be trying to tell people, like, man, y'all just don't understand the power of the internet, these smartphones, and YouTube University. Oh my change God. your life out here, man. 
And people just don't even realize once you get that knowledge and you get known and you get comfortable in your city, IT is small. Yeah. So once I got known in my city, people will call me, give me job offers. Ex-guys I work for say, hey, man, we got this job offer. You want it? I be, you know, they know what kind of salary range I need to be in. And once you get at that level, you can you can start moving. Then you can really start moving in your region if you want to. Because I just got invited to a to a, a not I wouldn't call it a keynote. My local uh, cybersecurity group. I'm doing a, a talk on Thursday because it's all on mm-hmm. Zoom. So now I'm getting more known on there, right? So you kind of get your name out a little a little bigger uh, uh, area because when you start giving lectures like that at those, people just assume you're a SME. Yeah. So, so that's kind of my next moment. I've had people, I've had like two or three people actually recognize me in my area from my Tech G channel. That's cool. You know, mostly white dudes, of course. Of course. Um, <laughs> I've had one guy who's actually taught at a high school said he would she was teaching IT fundamentals using my videos in his high school. I had one person recently email me all the way from New Zealand to tell me that his college professor was using my material to teach his damn class. And, and I guess the professor didn't realize that his students were subbed to my channel. They was like, hey man, our teacher is literally teaching <laughs> the stuff that is on your videos as if he wrote all, he put all this stuff together. <laughs> he was like, he was like, you want me to say something? I was like, I ain't, hey, listen, dude, y'all in New Zealand, do what y'all do. But I just found right. it flatter. I was like, wow, this is, this, yeah. is uh, this is pretty amazing that they are actually using my stuff in professional uh, or academia and actually teaching based off of these damn videos I recorded a year ago. You need to get that ebook and tell the school they got to use your ebook and charge them ten dollars a book, man. Because uh, books I'll, be astronomical now, man. Ten dollars yeah. be a be a steal, man. I was trying to figure, listen. I ran into a dude who told me I should do that. Okay. He was like, "You need to figure out a way to sell your stuff to your local county mm-hmm. as a you know some contract stuff." Blah blah blah. I was like. I look into it. I just don't want to get caught up in the government, local government red tape and all that. It's going to be some BS. It's going to be some red tape. Because like you, I had this black dude reach out to me. He AWS certified. He was like, hey, man, these videos are pretty good. So I said, come on my channel so I can interview you, man. So like you said, people just start uh, finding you on YouTube, especially if you're consistent. That's kind of one thing I said to myself, like, which you know this because you've been in YouTube ain't a, a year game, man. That's a long time. That's a long game if you really want to make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not Kevin Samson. I'm not about to have, you know, 100,000 people in a live or a million subscribers. For tech, it usually doesn't work like that, right? Yeah. It's a long, slow grind. So, you know, I'm built for this. So I was like, I got a four-year plan. The difference between our content and a Kevin Samuels content, people can come back and visit our content 10 years from now and it's still applicable 10 years from now as opposed to like you know no no shade to kevin but the the uh your average at best girl ain't nobody gonna be really talking about this girl 10 years from now other than she'll be a blip in the history books like oh remember that one girl something i taught a year ago or put up a video a year or so ago it'll probably still be relevant 10 15 years from now oh yeah because it really it changed a little bit, but it usually stacks on top of each other. Mainframe is just a bigger computer, and we can go on from mainframes to the cloud. So they in the data center, they just a lot of little computers instead of one of big computer, right? Even the relevance, as far as YouTube is concerned, it'll still make me money is right. another thing. Because I got, like I say, my most popular video on my tech channel is the very first video I uploaded. 
It's like 30,000 views. It's not, you know, that's a lot, but it's not a lot. But it's it 30,000 views in about a year. And that's it's been making me money ever since I uploaded the video. Like in the tech, in, in the tech world, that's a lot, G. Don't, don't well, downplay it. And also, you know, it is a lot, especially when you want to talk about ads since you start digging into the details because it earns, my tech channel earns a higher CPM rate. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like the, like the ad, like for those you don't know, CPM is cost per mill or something like that. Yep. So basically every 1,000 views you get, you, add, you, you earn X amount of dollars. So my tech channel, I think it averages around anywhere. Last time I checked, it was probably like a week ago. It was averaging about $15, $15 CPM or something like that. G Dizzle is lucky if it gets seven or eight bucks. And I don't even get I don't even get nowhere near the views on this channel that I get on my other channel. And I don't even make I don't even make content on a consistent basis for that other channel. But it still outshines me in views. And subscribers, gain that channel grows about ten to twenty subs every single day. I only put up like maybe five videos a month, but all the videos are relevant. They're evergreen content. They make more. They make money. That's why I've been trying to tell brothers in the space: you can talk your Negro nonsense. I got a Negro. We're on the Negro nonsense channel that I have. But dude, if you got a legit skill, regardless of whatever you do. But you could probably make more money off of that than trying to become the next Kevin Samuels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm surprised your CPM is seven, eight. I've seen people with, you know, um, I call it entertainment. Their CPM was like three dollars, two dollars, two fifty. I I don't know how they decide what that is. Like I said, that was last time I checked about a week or some change ago. But I know overall on the the G the Tech G channel, the CPM rate is higher because all the videos are monetized. I don't curse right. in any of the videos except for one, but it's, you know, they still monetize it anyway. Yeah, they said from a CPM tech was pretty up there. Uh, Roberto Blake was talking about the things that make money tutorials, which you teach on that line with technology. So you can get 15. The weird thing is it's changed per video and the time. So it could be 15 one day and 30 the next, which yeah, I thought was weird. It sure can. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I guess I don't, I don't, I try not to dig, spend too much time in the weeds trying to figure it out i just oh, fine, fine. i just look forward to the 21st of each month <laughs> and dropping uh, some money into my account I, i'm hoping yeah. to join you i'm hoping to join you pretty soon <laughs> but now nah, with you so yeah i've just been trying to uh work on the algorithm so that's kind of how i really started digging into them uh trying to get my videos you know working on my title my description with my thumbnails Follow this this app called two I got it. I got it. That's where I got it from. So okay. I'll be in there trying to work with uh, Roberto Blake and TubeBuddy and, and, and master it. Because even though I be green when I go live, I'm like, the, the, the algorithm didn't pick me up. Mm. Or sometimes I think I got to do a better job with my thumbnails, right? Because yeah, you got to. I don't, I don't, for the life of me, I can't figure out how the algorithm works. I kind of quit trying to figure it out. <laughs> I just throw up the videos and keep it pushing, man. Nah, I, just, feel you, feel I can't figure it out. Because I don't think yeah. anybody has the answer to it, you know? Now the stuff I think's gonna kill never kills, and the stuff I throw up real quick that I don't think catch catches. I'm like, man. So, yeah. so I'm with you. Uh, that's that YouTube, you know, uh, sauce on the back end. Like you said, I I try to use tube, buddy, the best I can. I buy my thumbnails from Roberto Black to make them a little better. And oh, okay. Like I said, uh, he had a little starter pack for hundred. So, uh, oh, he sells thumbnails. I didn't know, like templates. Yeah, he got templates for thumbnail, and he teaches how to do templates. I'm going to dig in a little more to affiliate marketing. He tells you how to do the video, get with the affiliate marketing, so if they click on those links, I mean, you got those. Oh. Uh, 
sponsorship deals, how to get sponsorship deals. It was 99 So he hit you with like four or five categories in there. One was thumbnails because uh, he came in in uh, digital marketing. Yeah. So he's a, he's Adobe good. So I bought the Adobe um, Cloud Pack, which really I got probably 15 softwares of the best software in the world. I don't know how to use, but I only paid $25. So yeah, 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 for the Adobe Cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I got that too. I pay about twenty dollars a month for. Yeah, it. yeah. So that's the best stuff in the world. Time. I just gotta get better at using it. Yeah, okay. I don't use Photoshop. I don't use me nothing too. else in there. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I'm trying to figure. I can like, I'm paying for this. I'm trying to get a little more animation so yeah. I could do animation. You know, like network and have animation of the network going through the packets and them dropping off from a firewall. Yeah. I'm talking a good guy. I might figure out how to do it yet, yeah. but yeah. that's on my list. Go ahead. Man. Yeah, if I can figure out how to do that, I, my channel might be really popping, but that that's like, it seems like it's too much work for me, man. What I'm thinking about doing is uh, I did a training site years ago with a lawyer of mine. She's going to be on Friday when we do the access to justices. We went down to the local university and they need senior projects. So we were paying people to record us at first. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I got some of the top universities uh, around here, I think I'm gonna reach out to them and see if I can get somebody to do me innovation and animation uh, thing for a uh, college price. <laughs> so that's what I think I'm gonna try to do. Man, we got UCF down university. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you know they're always looking for a senior project and two work study be cheap, man. Yeah. So I think that's the move I'm gonna make. I'm, I'm gonna reach out to a couple people. Um, I know a couple of professors over there and just say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. That'll be some, um, everybody's trying to get an internship. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, you know, I got a YouTube business, not quite like you got, but I'm getting my LLC set up. So let's get them a couple of credits and let me get a couple of animations. Let's make yeah. this work. So no, I'm, throwing actually, that to, I'm throwing that out to everybody. I ain't trying to hide nothing. Go ahead. Man. No, that's actually a great ass idea, man. I yeah, didn't so, yeah. think about that. So, yeah, that's going to be my next plan. Uh, I'll probably do that in a couple months. Like you said, work's killing me, and I got – so I think I probably – well, I need to do it now because, hell, the end of semester come up. So they probably need some end of semester. So that, that's that's what I think I'm going to reach out to because um, – So you got any plans of, like, selling a course or, you know, kind of like how I do – even though I put the course for free on YouTube that I sell? I think I am. I think mm -hmm. I am. I think I'm going to do GRC. Um, nobody's really in that space, especially in the – in the really even the white or black space, I only see one guy selling a GRC course. Um, that's how I make my money doing uh compliance, uh, governance, governance risk, and, and compliance. So I think that's a hidden gem. So I think I'm doing a course because you don't really you got to understand technology, you don't need to be a speak because I'm interviewing people saying, Okay, you report the HIPAA, I need you to fill out these documents and do this network diagram and do this data flow because we got to give it to health and hospital, right? Yeah. So I think that's the course I'm. I think that's the course I think I'm gonna do. I think I think we talked a little bit. That I think I'm gonna set up a learning management system, like yeah. a, like a class. I did one called Moodle years ago. So yeah, people um, told me about Moodle. Was it Moodle or Noodle? Yeah, it's Moodle. Moodle's one, Canvas one. There's like three or four out there, but I actually mm -hmm. done Moodle and I set it up. So um, I think I'm gonna set that up. You can do the quizzes, the tests. I'm gonna have discussion boards. You know, I kind of like it's a, a real class. So I, I think that's what I'm leaning for. I think I'm gonna do that this summer. Um, I think I'm gonna do it under GRC. Yeah, man, you gotta get the courses. That's where you wow. need money, so you don't have to be dependent just on AdSense, man. Oh yeah, you, yeah. Shout out to you. That's what Berto said. Like said, he said, uh, AdSense should be a very smart part of your overall revenue. He said you need to be doing sponsorships. Yeah, uh, he's right. Really marketing. I make more money. Like I said, I ain't, I ain't richer than, but you know, no, fine, fine. AdSense is you know 
It's it's like I say, off that channel, it makes me about five, six hundred a month. But that's not including the stuff that I sell when people go to my website. That might bring in another four or five hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't know. It's just it's just but the thing about assets, it can fluctuate up and down. Predictable. But over Uh here, if I say if I'm if I my goal is to sell 10, 10 things over here, I know what I'm I know I know what I'm expecting to make off of these 10 vouchers or 10 whatever the hell it is I'm selling. You know what I'm saying? No, I do, I do. So yeah, that's I yeah, so that's my next phase, like you said, get to selling. I'm I'm trying to get to monetization, like you said, let that cook in. Um, the cool thing though is um I should have already put my cash app up because when I do my class and in my lecture, you know, we chop it up back and forth. They'd be like, Where's your cash app? I'm like, yeah. I'm I'm gonna put it up in a minute. So I, I think I'm gonna get good tips, you know, because the yeah. fellas they support me. That you know, if you do two dollars a class and you get, you know. 30, 40 people hitting it. Yeah, you know, uh, asked me about that. They was like, "How come you don't have a cash app or a PayPal?" I was like, oh, "I didn't even think about it." So, right, I, put, so I put a PayPal up there. And then you know, ever since I put it up there, like maybe two or three months ago, I just be getting random PayPal's for like two, three, four, five dollars. Just all people saying thanks for the videos. Yeah, that's cool. Somebody watching my tech channel. When you blow up and you get a thousand people doing that <laughs> a month, right? <laughs> it's yeah. a different number, but you got to start somewhere. But so now I think I'm 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 right in line with you. I'm I'm just on a long haul, so like let me do this, get this established, and just kind of work my way through it. You know, because you've been in the game a little longer than me. Yeah. So, and I'm old too. So some of the stuff, like man, it's kind of new. It's it's new to me that you can make crazy amount of money on YouTube. Yeah, it took it took me a while. I don't know because uh, to be like, really, you you can really do that, <laughs> but then you get out there like, wow, you know. Shout out to Bernard Riley. You know he does his thing every day. We know Kevin Samuels is rumor he make a hundred thousand a month. I don't know if that's true or not. Shout out to Grandmaster Troll was throwing out a little knowledge. Go ahead. I, I believe it. I believe Kevin I believe probably makes about a hundred racks a month. I do too, man. GMT was breaking it down, so I, I don't know why I love GMT Grandmaster yeah. Troll. I don't know. He, he, GMT boy, he 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 on. I hope nothing happens to this dude because he, he he be doing the most sometimes. I be like, bro, you a little too much, a little too far, but it's entertaining, yeah. but, bro. It is, bro. You need to teach him you know, some military skills. He gonna need to run with the gun. <laughs> so. Yeah, here showing people's houses. Oh, bro, you doing a little too much, man. Somebody. I thought Angry Man was gonna get his ass, but I'm gonna look down. Become legit, see you, bro. They gonna pull up, ain't they? As they see on YouTube, they I'm gonna just, pull. Up. I mean, I'm just saying, you putting like. Come on, son. You know, he's showing people's addresses and houses online. Like, bro, what are you doing? But, yeah, they're pulling up eviction records on public records. I'm like, dude, that's, I'm like, you. I'm like, dude, that's a little too much, player. That's a little too much. I'm too old for all that. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm too old for that G Dizzle. I don't want none of that smoke. Me either, bro. That's why I'll never say nothing in this chat because I, I, I got a wrench on this channel, but I don't want, I don't want to become a target. I just, oh man. Leave me alone, GMT. So I just told myself, man, I'm not talking about relationships. I ain't talking about red and blue pill. That's for the young dudes. I'm yeah. talking strictly tech. Yeah. Once you get into women's, as your favorite women's, and I, I'm dropping off. Salute, man. I'll catch you next three. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm too old for all that smoke, man. I'm fat. I can't run no more. I'm just, I'm just shutting that down. I'm leaving that to the young fellas, man. I'm leaving that to, to, to the young posse. I don't want none of that smoke, man. Strictly check tech on my mm. channel, man. Yeah. yeah. So, 
right, bro. I'm about to go. It's dinner time over here. Yeah, reach out to your local university, man. Let's get some of these yeah. animations going with, with the local that. university. I'm going to do that, man, because that, yeah. that's actually a, a great idea. I don't know why I never thought of that. That's cool. That's cool. I'm trying to share, man. I can't get all the, the monies and the women's. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. All right, later, man. All right, be easy. All right, shout out to Professor Black Ops. Y'all go sub to this brother, very positive dude, very knowledgeable dude, and smart dude out there doing the damn thing in the IT world. He'll help get you right. I'm not the only one. There are others out there. Myself, Keep It Techie, Professor Black Ops, uh, Black Brain Trust, Gabe A, uh, Sub-Zero. Those are the ones that immediately come to mind and have a youtube channel it might be some oh yeah uh, what's that other guy's name uh hold on i don't want to miss this dude you got kev tech there's another guy who's in and around the menosphere i want to make sure i give him a shout out he drops like a video every single day what's his brother's name oh yeah black heights i think that's his name is it black heights black heights let me check yeah Y'all go sub to a YouTube channel called Black Heights Advancing Your Career. That's another brother out there who's uh, putting in work, educating y'all on tech and business and all that stuff. Black Heights. Uh, H-E-I-G-H-T-S. Matter of fact, I'll just show y'all this channel real quick. Hold on. Appetite's starting to come back. Yesterday, when I was going through it, I wasn't hungry at all. I was just like, hey, y'all go sub to this brother right here. He's another uh, dude. He dropped, he dropped like a video every single day. But he got some good information on here about tech and business and all that stuff. So, what the hell, $300 escort. Well, he got some good stuff on there. All right, anyways, uh, shout out to everybody that came through. I'm about to bounce. Y'all be safe out in them streets. Holla at y'all later. Peace.